Hey, what's up? And welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 5, Episode 5. Today we're talking about Alligator from 1980, directed by Louis Teague. I'm Joel Escola. And I'm Sean O'Rourke. Welcome to The Dumpster. So, Alligator. Yeah. We've, we've been talking about this a lot on the show over the years, over the past four years, and uh, we're finally here. Uh, yeah, I, 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 if you go back on some of those old episodes, we've probably said, hey, we should do Alligator like yeah. 20 times, and then finally the Blu-ray came out, and it's like, hey. We've always touched on it, and you know, this movie, obviously, it's, came, it's come out on VHS, and uh, I believe MGM released the DVD um, of it, and this Blu-ray, this new Blu-ray from Shout Factory mm-hmm. has been long time coming, and it is packed to the gills with goods with goodness i I see that it's a three disc set uh from my 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 viewpoint oh yeah so there's the 4k uh Mm blu-ray and then there's the theatrical cut of the film and then the second disc is the television version of the film which we'll get into i didn't even know that was a thing (laughs) yeah now we're not going to be reviewing the television version we are going to just touch on it briefly okay i'm ready for it joe i want to know what the (laughs) hell they cut out of this movie or added, maybe. Well, uh, again, like I don't want to deep. I don't, I don't want to dive too deep into what was changed and stuff because it is a whole different cut. Oh, wow, I mean, wow, wow. There are full scenes that are just not present or extended or changed or what have you. It makes me think. I wonder if that's a version I saw as a kid. Probably, and there's a reason for that. Okay. So before we get into talking about the disc, I, I just want to talk a little bit about Louis Teague in general. Um, and he's done a ton of stuff, dude. Uh, he did. He he w- he worked with Roger Corman a lot. So there's a lot of um, Roger Corman tie-ins with uh, the director and even some of the actors and mm. uh, the writers. For this yeah, movie. I, I was noticing that myself as yeah. I was looking through the uh, IMDb's <laughs> and even the special effects. Really, we'll, 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 we'll talk about it. But, um, but yeah, so Louis Teague does uh, Lady in Red and Cujo. And uh, Cat's Eye. Never saw Cat's Eye. you haven't seen? No, I love Cujo. Cujo is very good. Yeah. Cu- uh, but Cat's Eye, I missed that one. Cujo's great. Cat's Eye is really good. Um, Our friend is in that movie. Daniel Baldwin? No. John Hurt? No. Just lay it on me. James Woods, baby. <laughs> um, he's It's Quitter's Inc. I, I believe oh, there's like fucking four different uh, smoking uh, uh, anthology shows and or movies of like somebody trying to quit and like somebody you know some kind of weird sci-fi yeah. thing happening like there's a tales from the dark side episode we're gonna get to um okay, okay. but uh but yeah it's it's you know it's it's good it's an anthology movie drew barrymore's in it um one of my favorite segments is the troll one at the end where it all ties back like the cat goes through each story it's called oh, cat's eye okay. um baron harkonnen is in the second segment where wow. where he has this guy walk around a building like on a ledge that it sounds pretty intense. It's fucking great. <laughs> a Baron Harkonnen, excuse me, from the David Lynch oh. version. Um, I'm just picturing any version, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. It's that character is so disgusting. <laughs> By the way, uh, shameless plug, go check out Dune, the best Dune movie over on Hack the Movies. We're not going to do that every time, but it, I know that it's fresh. It was in the beginning of this week, so it's definitely going to be coming out. I, and while we're chilling, you mentioned it. Tales from the fucking dark side. Oh, it's coming back. Talks from the dark side with its triumphant return. I believe premiere our first episode. You should have two episodes in the I pocket. Say, now. I think it might already be uh, out. Oh yeah. Oh, but there's there should be two episodes out right now, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That yeah. sounds about right. Uh, <laughs> it's it, you know we talk about it in that first episode. Go check it out. It's in the description uh, of this video. And uh, if if you're listening to this, check it out on the YouTube channel. 
or listen to it, whatever your your preference is. How about both? That sounds yeah, there good, you go. right? One in the car, one at home. Like, subscribe, yes. rate, five stars. And Pretty simple if yeah. you like the show. He also, okay, so 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 Louis Teague also directs this film called uh, Collision Course. It's Pat Morita and fucking Jay Leno in a buddy cop movie. So it, it I've never <laughs> seen it, but it looks amazing. It's like the original Rush Hour, dude. That's what it feels like. Except, you know, you know, it's Jay Leno. You know, it's interesting just real quick about Pat Morita. And if if people at home don't know who Pat Morita is, he was like uh, he was the guy that owned the the restaurant. I think Arnold in Happy Days. Yeah, he's, he's Mr. Mr. Miyagi Mr. from Karate Miyagi. Kid. Yeah. Uh, ton of stuff. If you look up old stand up that he did, like from like the 50s. He's a comedian. Yes. Get out of town. His accent is fake. He does not have an Asian accent. You're blowing my look fucking mind, look dude. Look it up. I don't. I. I don't. Know. It's a hoax. It's all been a hoax. <laughs> it makes me think. Like, look at old uh, uh, stand-up of Brad Garrett. He's another okay. one. His voice changed. Well, but think I, about like uh, 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 Gilbert Gottfried does the yeah, same shit. Yeah, yeah. You know. Interesting. Anyway, yeah. uh, sign me up for Pat Morita. Jay. I don't. I hate Jay Leno, and I'm there for <laughs> that. Too, I'm there just for Morita. <laughs> that, that is something that like we need to cover because it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, that that sounds perfect. He also does a movie called uh, Wedlock with Rucker Hauer, and I believe there's like there's this prison, and Rucker Hauer's a prisoner, but he has like this necklace or this neck uh, band that he uh, it's like a bomb or something. I don't know if it's a bomb, but like his there's like money attached to some other woman who has a, an electric. It's like electronically oh. linked or some shit. Um, I don't really know too much about it, but I've never even heard of it. So I was like, oh, shit, I want to check that out for sure. I mean, it's Rucker Howard. Sure. Well, yeah. So this movie is written by uh, John Sales. Should I know that name? Uh, you should. Because <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> He's written Piranha. He wrote The Lady in Red uh, with Louis Teague. He did with him. And uh, The Howling, the Joe Dante classic. Oh, got you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so, I was wondering why you're wearing a werewolf shirt. Well, he, I said that really weird. Werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, he wrote The Howling. It's fucking great, man. And, like, he is just such... He can really blend... Like, this... Sh for all intents and purposes, this is a stupid... Th this should be just a stupid monster movie, right? But when I think about these films, like, this is, like, top tier how these films should be made. Because, like, yes, there's a killer alligator in it, and it's gigantic, and it's genetically altered. <laughs> but all the stories surrounding it are really well written and well done, well acted, and and it's great. I I would generally agree. I have a couple nitpicks as we get through the review sure. I'll mention, but yeah. yeah, it's it's the story is solid as hell. In yeah, this. it's just written really well, uh, better than it had any right to be. I I feel like, and I think that's why it's held up so well. I, especially, is this a Corman production? Uh, no. Okay, I was gonna say. I know, like you are have a near and dear spot for Mr. Corman. I don't hate the guy. I've enjoyed some of his movies, but typically, if it's a Corman film, I'm a little nervous going into well, it. Well, Corman's launched so many people's careers, oh, and yeah. so many people like worked under him or with him. Louis Teague, apparently. Yeah, Louis Teague did a the uh, Avalanche. He did with all. He also did that with Robert Forster as well. That I, was I, Roger Corman produced for sure. I read that he did the actual Avalanche sequence in that yeah. film, and I saw that he. He was also an editor for 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 Corman, like you were saying, did yeah. multiple odd jobs. So he mm -hmm. wasn't just a one trick pony. No, and and you know that's kind of how he got his start. And Alligator was like his big jump off. Um, I have a little bit more on Louis T uh, a little bit later, but um, okay, uh, because I want to talk about the uh, Shouts discs. Oh, okay. and like all the special features that are on there. I'm not gonna go too heavy on it because we want you know you should totally pick the disc up, but I want to talk a little bit about it because I was very. Uh, Happy and indulging in all of the behind the scenes stuff for this film because 
it's awesome. I, I'm very happy to hear that because, you know, some of these DVDs, Shout is very good at this, Shout Factory, of putting all those extra features, but yep. some DVDs, you know, or Blu-rays, you get like, well, where are the special features? Oh, it's just a trailer. Oh, big time. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate that shit. Yeah. So he's also written, uh, what else did he write? He wrote, oh, he also wrote Wild Thing. I, want, I wanted to note this because this is a movie that uh, my wife turned me on to, mm-hmm. and it's basically like Urban Tarzan. This guy's hmm. parent, like, it's like Batman, but instead of becoming Batman, like, after his parents die, he becomes, like, a feral slum child. Okay. And um, he ends up, like, pro- he's, like, a protector of New York, kind of. He, like, saves this woman or some shit. It, it looks bonkers. I've never seen it, but okay. but my wife says it's great, so I definitely want to check it out. The the the, the short plot crunch you just gave me sounded pretty good. <laughs> it, it, it looks crazy. Uh-huh. Um, He also wrote and directed a movie called Lone Star, which I've seen. You've... If you've been in the video store, you've probably seen this fucking cover a million times. It's like this badge with the skull on it. I remember seeing it a lot uh, in the 90s. And um, we might have to cover it because, again, he's a fantastic writer. I'm sure the movie is great. I've never saw it. But uh, Matthew McConaughey's in it. And it takes place in Texas. So <laughs> it's happening. It's- <laughs> We're going to fucking do that. Uh, what is that movie called again? A Lone Star. You ever see Lone Star? It's a great film. Uh, that Lewis takes real good. Like, I'm not even going to try to compete with that accent. I, I, maybe we'll circle back around on Come that. Come on, Lewis! <laughs> it's too good, Joe. It's too fucking good. There's also another guy credited, Frank Roy Pirelli. Uh, yeah. Pirelli? Frank Roy Pirelli. Um, and I don't know if he contributed to the the comedy aspect of the script, but he used to he used to write for Don Rickles. Oh, okay. And he's also credited as, you know writing the screenplay like punch it up maybe yeah but um because robert forster has some great one-liners yeah but john but john sales wrote the majority of the script i think he wrote it on like a plane ride or some <laughs> shit uh I, I if i'm getting that right he he was like coming back from japan or something and was like writing a fucking writing the screenplay on the plane and probably. they just like he go lou probably like Enjoy an 18 hour flight or something like that <laughs> yeah. like fuck it um so yeah so that brings us to the shout the shout blu-ray they just put this out it's fr- what did it came, it came uh, the the 22nd of this month i think i got it right as of this recording it was yeah, like a week or two of, ago of february of 2022 it just came out it is it's still hot i can touch it it's, <laughs> it's fresh off the press don't they, burn your hands no don't. um they they uh they released alligator 1 and alligator 2 the mutation which we'll talk about briefly okay. um but I want to do something special with that, too, because I'm glad that that's finally on Blu-ray. I, I've never seen it. I've seen this one before. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, never saw the sequel. Heard yeah. good things. So. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's a giant movie about an alligator. I know it's, it's nowhere near as good as the first one, but it's fun. Okay. Okay. Um. So, yeah, this Shout Blue is packed to the gills. They did not skimp on anything in this. They put it. It's, it's the most comprehensive disc i think we're ever going to need of this right it's got the 4k restoration it's got the 4k disc it's got the theatrical cut it's got the tv version like i said and it's got a bunch of great special features uh produced by uh mike flesher's red shirt pictures and justin beam's uh reverend entertainment um they always do an excellent job on all of their special features and stuff um if you're looking for a camera guy or anything give me a shout <laughs> hit the man up <laughs> so i was watching all the special features and i'm kind of going to jump around a little bit okay here Brian Cranston does a does a um, interview on this. Okay, so this was one of the first big films that Brian Cranston like was ever a part of. So he was a production assistant on this film. You're talking about like Brian Cranston from like Breaking Bad and Malcolm in the Middle. Yes. What? Yeah. 
And it's okay. a, it's a really sweet story. I don't want to I don't want to go too deep into it because okay. it's a great interview and you you should watch it and you should buy the fucking Blu-ray and watch it. But um he talks he talks about being a production assistant on this and working in the effects department and he uh he made the blood and all the guts and stuff that they stuffed the big alligator with that explodes at oh. the end spoilers. But he has this great story where he meets uh Robert Forster. Um on uh the van that's like taking them to the to the shoot for the day and like he has this interaction it was like a life-changing thing for brian cranston mm. um and then of course they they met up again much later on breaking bad i know i was gonna say like yeah. that's kind of funny that you know robert forster's character is so minor he's literally in like two episodes yeah. towards the end of the series but i wonder if that had any like if vince gilgan's like yeah we need this cleaner this cleaner character uh <laughs> if you know what i'm talking about uh it's late series shit so i ain't gonna spoil it but yeah he's like in two episodes he's like some one of those people that like resets your identity you could give him like a ton of money right gotcha gotcha um man i really love robert forster uh dude robert forster is so amazing and and the way the way that that brian cranston interview goes is just it's, it's just really heartwarming and mm. like uh, uh, there's something about it like here's this force of an actor talking about another guy who pretty much like steered him in his direction of how he thinks a production should run and like just to be a good person and, yeah. and he you know one of the things he mentions in the beginning of that interview is like there are, you know everybody's a cog in the production whether you're because he's like you know the assistant to the assistant to the assistant's assistant Right. He's like oh, yeah. so down low in the tone of pole, but like all of those, all the cogs of a of production um, need to all spin and work at the same time. And and the way that um, everybody needs to work together. And if everybody's in it and works hard and loves what they're doing, like you're going to get a good product. But if you don't, it might not turn out so great. So like that might sound like fucking common sense. To, to a lot of people, you know what I mean? But like, I've seen it firsthand behind the scenes of some things and stuff that I've worked on and stuff. But like, if if you're not, you know, if you're constantly headbutting with people or, or, or not on the same page, it's going to make for a production that doesn't, that isn't that great. Like, again, this movie is so fucking good. I think because of those elements, you know what I mean? Like it was a well-oiled machine. And I mean, we've covered a lot of movies we've on the show lot, yeah. with bad production, behind-the-scenes mm -hmm. stuff. Some we still end up liking, like Mario Brothers comes to mind. Yeah. But others, yeah, you're right. It's like it just sinks the whole film. It, it'll it'll tank the whole thing. And like, and like, well, Mario Brothers was great, but... To us. I know a no, lot of people don't feel that way. But it could have been a great movie. And, and again, like, it, there's just a lot of interference and a lot of not being on the same page and a lot of changes and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that, that was a, that's a great interview that's on it. Um, then, of course, there's, you know, a commentary track. I guess they got it before uh, Robert Forster died because there's a commentary track of Louis Teague and Robert Forster doing, a, you know, they do they commentate the movie. I need to it, see that now. It, it's fucking great, man. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing because I, I, I didn't have enough time to like watch it again with the commentary um, because I was going through all of the special features and there's a lot of stuff on this. Yeah. Uh, God, I forgot he died. R.I.P. Robert Forrester. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a shame, you know. With great movies, he's done like Uncle Sam. <laughs> oh, the mayor. Oh, my God. I forgot. He's already in the MDU, yeah. isn't he? Oh. It's Welcome Back, Robert Forster. Yeah. It's been a while. Bill Lustig's uh, uh, Uncle Sam. It gets blown up with a bunch of fireworks. He sure does. So we got Robert Short uh, doing makeup effects on this, and we have Richard Helmer doing him and his team doing the uh, alligator practical effects. 
Oh my God. Putting it all together. What an amazing job they did. Man, it is so great. I, uh, Louis Teague t- was talking in the interview portion. He was like, they were going to use this alligator that they used on something else, but then like they went to go use it. It was so old and brittle and shit. It just like fell apart and they'd like remake the whole thing, which was a good idea <laughs> that they should have. Yeah, a question to you. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple scenes, and this is like later in the movie that I was thinking about this, but did they ever use an actual alligator or was it all that? No. Yeah. Well, oh. we'll get to it, but like there's some really excellent miniature work in this, and they use a, you know, a full size alligator. Yeah, well, not a full size alligator. It's a baby alligator. Right, right. Or, they, or juvenile, right? There's a scene towards the end that we'll get to that I was like, holy shit, that looks good. <laughs> it looks really good. I'm like second guessing myself. Is that real? Yeah. Like, it, holy shit. The, the marriage. Well, we'll get to final thoughts. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I just mentioned it because you're talking about that, but yeah. I, I was like, oh, like, wow. No, totally. The marriage of the practical effects and the uh, and the and the real life like miniatures with the real alligator are like, it's great. It, it all works really well yeah. together. So, uh, Richard Helmer also worked on Jaws, which is <laughs> that funny. lines up. Yeah, he also worked on Taurus Trap and Child's Play, uh, the Power Rangers movie, <laughs> Rain of Fire, which is another great uh, MDU classic. Yeah. Uh, the McConaughey film. And Spider-Man 2. Like, so he went on to do a bunch of big shows for sure. I don't know if I need to say this, but like <laughs> he worked, you know, Kevin Yeager was the head of the department on Child's Play, okay, but he yeah. worked under Kevin Yeager. Got you, got but you. he's the head on this show for for the alligator stuff. Um, And I thought it was funny because uh, Robert Short, the guy who does all the makeup effects, who does like the severed limbs and the and the cuts and the scrapes or any other any of the other tertiary uh, uh effects that they need to do he takes care of but i thought it was funny because um all of the all of the um severed limbs mm-hmm. are cr- are from chris wallace's shop from when he worked on piranha chris wallace is the guy who made all the gremlins too. oh okay um so yeah so he's teamed up with joe dante a couple times but again like it's chris wallace it's there's all that crossover in the mm-hmm. corman stuff you know what i mean the corman universe <laughs> the, the the rcu yeah. also Great interview um, with uh, great interview with Robert Short because he goes into the he has this great story about the opening of the film, but I don't want to spoil it here. Like buy the disc and let let him tell you about it. But yeah. And then, uh, you know, just to touch briefly on the TV cut um, again, like I was saying before, there's just like extended scenes and scenes that are completely taken out. There's like this scene. It, it is, it's almost reminiscent of uh, uh, the It TV series, the Tommy okay. Lee Wallace uh, series uh, with like. This little girl in this little playpen, and but it's a fake out. Like you think that this this the gator like came through the backyard and like ate her or whatever, but she's like under a basket or something. Like like a razorback kind of thing. Kinda, almost. yeah. And it's like you know, it's uh, it's part of you know, it's part of the TV cut, so that could have been put in for timing, pacing. If other gore stuff was taken out, other sequences were taken out, whatever. Um, again, this isn't the, this isn't the review of the TV cut of the, uh, of the, of this movie, but yeah, that, that might be something interesting to come back to down the road, like in a different format. I don't know. No, I would love to. Um, so when they sold this movie or, or they, so they make the movie and they're, and they're going to go to release it. The producers made a deal with ABC to air it for uh, three different occasions for $3 million. So the producers were like, yeah, we're not spending any more money. Uh, putting this in the theaters. So Louis Teague takes a print, takes the 35 millimeter print, print and flies to New York and then like has a private screening for for press and stuff or like people who want to like, uh, you know, throw money in or produce it or whatever uh, to do that. Sure. You know, to release it in theaters. One person shows up from the New York Times and like gives it like a stellar review. Oh, oh OK. I thought that was going to be a negative thing. No. At first. <laughs> so so they get released and they released it in one theater. In New York on a Wednesday, 
maybe that's all it takes sometimes. It, yeah, so like it, so I don't know how long this was in theaters, uh, but um, you know, or where it eventually ended up, but like it did not get wide theatrical release. Oh, okay. So for a long time, you could you, like it was always on TV too. Yeah. So it, it sold to ABC, and then they always played the reruns of it. I mean, that's how I first saw this same, movie. Yeah, same. And I and uh, just to touch on um, the second movie, like mm. USA used to fucking play uh, Alligator Two: The Mutation all the time, oh. um, and uh, you know they would play the movie simultaneously. Now I, I think I've seen Alligator, I think I've seen the first movie more, but I seem to remember seeing Alligator Two like on TV all the time. Mm. Um, it's like one of those ones that just stuck with you. Yeah, like I can't, I can't really recall like. I they merge together sometimes because I haven't seen the second movie in a long time. Mm-hmm. I haven't fired up in a long time, so I'm very excited to visit the the Blu-ray disc um, that that Chow just put out too. D. Wallace is in it, um, okay, and you know I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> I mean, D. Wallace is usually if if she's in a film, it's at least decent. I would yeah. say she's always good. Oh yeah, big time. But uh, but yeah, you want to just plot crunch this real quick? Sure. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, the actual movie. Uh, so, uh, basically the setup for this film is a little girl, uh, gets a pet alligator at, at, at like a, uh, a side road attraction and uh, she takes it home and her dad's an asshole. He hates animals and flushes it down the toilet. And then 12 years later, due to some corrupt fucking scientists, <laughs> uh, it grows gigantic, the size of a car, like 20 or 30 feet long before the tail. Uh, <laughs> and it, it's gotta have the tail. Gotta yeah, have gotta the tail. Of that course. was funny how they say that. We'll get yeah, to that later. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then uh, it's killing people in the sewers. They don't know what the hell's going on. And eventually just chaos fucking happens. And it's it's on land. And you have like Robert Forrester, like we mentioned, is the main character. He's a cop uh, trying to hunt it down. There's a uh, doctor character. And then you know, there's a bit of a romance that, that blooms in the film. And uh, they, Naturally, they, though. Sure. <laughs> uh, and then they, they hunt it down. And it, it, the whole town kind of comes together to try to get this thing. And... Uh, it's kind of off to the races, especially once this thing's out on land. Oh, big time! It's dangerous enough in the sewers, but when it's uh, when it's up top here, it, it's just <laughs> you better get out of its fucking way. And that—that's basically the movie. Yeah. So, uh, so we open up like Sean said uh, at this gator farm, G- Gatorland. TM. <laughs> Is that where you got that from? Mm-mm. Or did you get it from some of those vendors that we see in the film? <laughs> yeah. Wait, watch him shake, watch him wiggle. Gatorland glass uh, makes you giggle. Or whatever. Um, no, this uh, this I got from a flea market. I guess it's from Florida. Gatorland, Florida. Now, they uh, are doing gator wrestling here. Yes. And as I'm watching this, I was watching it with my wife, and she mentioned that that actually is something that Native Americans and indigenous people uh, used to do. Oh, really? And she specifically said that it was something that was kind of, you know, stolen from them. But it was, uh, I have an article here I pulled up on Wikipedia. So uh, specifically the Seminole uh, indigenous people, uh, it was kind of like a roadside attraction thing to make money. They would hunt them. Sure. Um, And they even have a quote here uh, on Wikipedia. We had to live off whatever Mother Nature provided us in the Everglades. We'd eat the tail, the meaty part. Later on, when the alligator skin had a value, we would hunt and skin the gators and bring the skin to trading posts and trade for things uh, we couldn't grow. And that's from a uh, a Seminole tribal councilman, uh, Max Ocelio. Uh, I just thought that was kind of interesting because, you know, you're watching the movie. You're just assuming this is like a big goof, like making fun of redneck people that are wrestling with alligators. No, it's like a big it's like a big thing. I had no idea that mm. uh, Native Americans like had done me, that. Me either. I, I mean, I, they had the head, the tail, the whole damn thing, uh, you know, they, they didn't fuck around. They ate everything. They used everything. <laughs> I mean, 
Sounds, I, uh, I love I, it. I thought that was interesting. And then just to get to the actual film version of this, yeah. it, it is very much like that hokey thing. Like, oh, we're fucking with the alligators. Yeah. I hope they don't get back at me. <laughs> So he st- so this dude like is wrestling this wrestling this alligator. He like steps and like twists his leg, and this thing just latches onto his leg and fucking just does the death. Well, roll. there's like two or three of them going at him. Well, yeah. Well, there's and then and then the guy these guys run over and start beating it with like sticks and stuff, trying to get it off. And of course, uh, little Marissa's like, "Oh man, I want my own alligator." Yeah. And since we have a prop here, yeah. like, this is literally what this asshole's doing. He's like going around alligators, going, uh, "Well, yeah." Uh, He's fucking with him. Yeah, and it's then a he show. Gets the shit fucking chomped out of him, and his leg is like it looks like chicken or something. By the time they oh, get oh, they save him, big time. So they drag him out. He's crying, and uh, the the guy, the MC, is like, "Well, we probably you, we promised you some uh, alligator wrestling, but uh, sometimes the gators win." Uh here, go to the gift shop, and they got baby gators for sale. It's pretty great. Pick one, honey. Which which one you want? That one. I and named it Ramon. I named it Ramon. I'm a sweetheart. I thought she said Ramon at first, and I was like. I look at the credits, and we'll get to that later. Somebody that plays Ramon, and I was like, whoa! Almost fell out of my chair. Was it for this one? Yes. Okay. It's All uncredited, right. though, so I don't know how much well, they credited, were in the costume. They're credited in the second one. Okay. <laughs> you might have some ideas who it may be, but we'll get to it. We'll yes. get to it. Uh, and then she takes this gator home, this little baby gator, and she's loving it. She's got her little playpen with it. Mom's totally fine with it. She doesn't give a shit. Yeah. But like I said, in that block crunch, dad is just some asshole who hates pets. It's going to shit all over when it gets bigger. <laughs> Who's cleaning it up? I mean, it is a gator. I guess I kind of get it, but then she's like, like, when did you, like, at what point, is, at, like, how this gator grows, are you going to be like, oh my God, this is too much to take care of? Because right now it's still only this big. Mm-hmm. Like, they used to, they used to sell these things and be like, oh yeah, it, it looks like a big gator, but it's not going to get any bigger than that. Okay. So here you go. Yeah. That's like those mini pigs, mini pigs that yeah. don't actually exist. Yeah. That actually grow into <laughs> giant full size animals. All right, that's a mini pig. Shit. It's like huge. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Um, um, but yeah, her dad like starts freaking out and it's even like, I've seen this movie a bunch of times, but like even, even in the restored version, like you can't exactly hear what the fuck they're arguing about. It's like in the other room. Yeah. And uh, the mom and dad are like, all right, Where's that fucking alligator? He's just like, I'm going to throw it down the fucking toilet. We'll just tell her that it died like the last one. <laughs> like the hamster. Yeah, the hamster or whatever. What an asshole. You're flushing a hamster down the toilet? Yeah, the fuck? We hit it with a butcher knife? What are you doing with I that? Know. Marissa's at the science fair and he's pissed off, man. Foreshadowing. A- anti-science? Maybe. Well, she may become a scientist later in the yeah. film because yeah. we see this gator shoot down this this uh, pipe <laughs> into the sewer. Flushes him right down the toilet. Ooh, going on a goddamn river uh, raft and ride this gator and it lands and it's just like confused like, all right, I'm in the sewer. Okay. <laughs> I love the score of this movie. It sounds like this like bassy synth. Do, 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 do. It's fucking so good. It's very good. I will say there's a couple... Instances where I think it gets a little too close to Jaws, mostly the stock music that the gator has, but it's, it's, I said this before the recording, but it's like two steps away from Jaws, so I'm like fine with it, but I got, there's some obvious Jaws vibes in this film. Sure, I mean, I, I disagree, um, sure. but uh, there's also, it also kind of feels like the, um, the Twilight Zone, the movie score at some point, they had this violin at the end for some, some of the more like uh, actiony scenes paired with that like bassy mm-hmm. synth. It's fucking great. I, I could see that. Yeah. Um, so then we slam cut 12 years later to Robert Forster. (laughs) Robert Forster's like buying a puppy. Well, he's got He's got two motives here, though. Like he does want the puppy, but he's also investigating uh, the fact that a lot of uh, pets in the neighborhood keep disappearing. 
And he's like, yeah, my my dog, my dog snacks. It just disappeared. I went into a store and it was gone. And it's like, is, and, did that really happen? Like, you're kind of, you don't know. Like, I think it did. Sydney Lassick is the pet shop owner, by the way. Oh, my, this guy. <laughs> okay, he's in so many things, but yeah. uh, specifically, he uh, was in, in uh, Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, yeah. uh, he was one of the main characters, and he was in an episode of, of X-Files uh, playing like a disabled man, very similar to that Cuckoo's Nest uh, character. Uh, and he's in a ton of other shit, too. But he is like a that guy. Oh, he's totally a that and guy. And he is great for the 20 minutes on screen he's in, if that. He's like, oh, here's your puppy. He's like, oh, I see what's going on up here. This is the first time we're introduced because Robert Forster's male pattern baldness is a character in this movie. <laughs> Which at first I was like, that's kind of a fucked up thing to just say to a guy. But then it kept coming up. I was like, okay, it's a running joke. Okay, this is good. So they wrote it into the script because he had just gotten hair plugs. Hair plugs, hair plugs, hair plugs. <laughs> it does look like so that. like that's So that's the goof. He's a little sensitive and they about just that, run with, And they just run with the joke throughout the whole film, and it's fucking hilarious. What a, what a good fucking sport, Oh, man. yeah. Tell, tell me about it. I feel you, Rob. <laughs> or Bobby. No comment. <laughs> well, you got all your fucking hair. <laughs> Hence the no comment. <laughs> so he basically shakes down Sidney Lassick. Not not too bad this time, but he's like, he's like, yeah, you heard about all those animals going missing? And he's like... No, I don't know what you're talking about. And he's like, okay, uh, you got any tips of the pup here? And he's like, he's like, go leave your shoes off the ground and blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's teething. Okay, bye. Right. And it's that thing, too, where, like, Robert Forrester, I think his name's, like, David uh, yeah. something. They say it a bunch, but I just kept I saying forget. Robert Forrester. Yeah, David. Um, I feel like it's part of it is he has an inkling because this guy's shady, but it's more so the uh, the guy is more, like, freaked out. Oh, yeah, because he's the fucking guy capturing all the dogs around town. And how, how fucked up is this shit? Man? I mean, you know, it works out because all these evil assholes get theirs. Yeah. But it is like, man, this first like half hour, you're like, oh, man, I can't believe how many animals are eating it. I know. It's also the slow build and like the mystery to this. I mean, we do get some gator shit coming up soon. But like, mm -hmm. so Robert Forster leaves and he goes to down to the sewage plant because they like dredged yeah. a body out of the sewage plant. And there's like a fucking arm and like a leg. And they're like, oh, man, this is the second one this week or something like that. And a big toe. Well, the guy goes, you know, one time we just found a toe, just a big toe. Had a funeral and everything. Was it Uma Thurman's? Must have been an awfully small casket, Sean. It's like the size of this cop that you're throwing in <laughs> <Yeah>. and burying. <laughs> ashes to ashes, toe to toe. Uh, just goodbye. I, I don't know. I don't have a good closer for that. that was, you, you had me. So he's at this place and he's talking to the, to the cops and uh, they dredge a they dredge a dog out too. Now it's been surgically cut open and all of its organs removed and its larynx cut. Right? So, they really want you to hate these scientists. Well, I, the way they do this is great because like not only did they find the body, but consequently they found this dog. And the dog, because all the pets are disappearing, so uh, they go outside and, oh, we found a woman whose dog this probably is. So they go out and they open the fucking van and this woman's like, it looks just like Muffy or whatever my dog's name is. And he's like, he's like, yeah, this sweater, she's really big, but that's gotta be her. And she wore this sweater two months ago. It's this little baby sweater. And this dog is like a giant fucking, like, like I don't even know what, Irish setter? Yeah. Not yeah. Irish setter. Uh, uh. Irish Wolfhound. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's huge. Yeah. It was clearly a very small dog, like Joe's saying. Yeah. Uh, she's like, hey, the mole right there, that's his mole. It's yeah. exactly the same. It's got that cute little spot on its ass. I, I, it's definitely my dog. Uh, yeah, and Robert Forrester's like, what the fuck? So then his boss comes up to him, Michael Gaza, by the way, uh, from fucking Godfather 2, the guy who slits his wrists at the end. 
He's like the big pain in the ass. I think it's like pen and jelly or something I, like he that. He talks like this, David. David. David, there's an alligator. That's a bullshit. There's no alligator. Michael, I'm not Clemenza, but I'm basically Clemenza because the guy wouldn't come back. <laughs> he's got these big eye. He's got these big eyebrows. He's kind of a great big character in this. He Blow. is like he's like that stereotypical ball buster chief, but yeah. he also is kind of on Robert's side, where you, which is a little different than you usually yeah, see. Uh, kinda. I mean, he's his hands are fucking tied at the end there. I don't totally blame him for. What I he always does. believed in you, David. My hands are tied. <laughs> But he's telling him we gotta make a fucking press conference about this. This is getting kind of crazy. Oh, big time! So, so Gutchel played with Sydney Lassett goes yeah. to the goes to the lab, and the scientist there, Arthur, is there, and he's been getting all these dogs for this guy. And he's like, he's like, oh, you know, the cops are on. I had a cop come in. I almost wet my pants. He, he was asking about the dogs, and you know, I'm a, I'm getting real scared. And he's like, shut up. He's like, I need puppies, and I don't want to hear anything about it. He doesn't even offer more money or anything like that. And he's like, you sure you don't want cats or a parrot or something? He's like, he's like, puppies. Sean, puppies. Oh, puppies! It's gotta be puppies. Oh, Jerry Lowell reference for anybody that cares. I have no idea what that is. Uh, the, the king, man. WWF's king. Oh, oh. Uh, Jerry Lawler. <laughs> oh, man, it's puppies. Yeah, puppies. Oh, my God, puppies. Uh, you're right. It's like, let's think of the most, like, this is already fucked up, but puppies. Let's yeah. make it even worse. Spe specifically, because yeah. they're working on, we don't find out till much later, but they're sure. working on this, like, growth hormone for cows, so we can genetically alter cows because of the food shortage. In 1980. Yeah, I, I mean, it took him about, what, another 20 years to start getting the plant-based stuff? But if, if alligator was made today, maybe that would be where, the, where it no, goes. No, I know. And, it, and it's like, you know, that's one of the messages of the film. Like, don't fuck, you know, with the nature of things. You know what I mean? And, you know, you're injecting this animal with all this stuff and it grows to, like, proportions that it shouldn't in a small amount of time. You know what I mean? And then what? You can fucking eat the meat of that? I don't think so. Yeah, so then Gutchel, he just kind of leaves. He's going to do it. He's a scumbag. He's not thrilled about it, but he's going to do it. He folds. He goes, and he puts his little shopping cart into the into the uh, the sewer. Oh, okay, the storm yeah, drain. yeah. You want to just talk about that real quick? Yeah. Because, yeah, he goes in there with this shopping cart, like Joe just said, <laughs> full of, like, black garbage bags with dead animals it's in them. crucial to the plot. That's why I want to talk about it. Because yeah. he's been dumping these fucking bodies that have been experimented on for, for years into the sewer. Um, So he's, th he's like, opening these garbage bags. This disgusting motherfuckers like pulling them out with his bare hands and like dumping them down the uh into the uh the sewer and he drops one and it hits like a a, a ledge and gets stuck so he has to climb down there and push it off it's like a husky or something man it's a big dog he jumps into like the gray water and is like kicking he's like trying to like kick the dog in uh. down the hole and the fucking gator comes out and just rips him apart oh man you get this shot a bunch of times in the film Oh yeah, the, the eyes, eyes open. It's great. The, the one eye opens, and the in the what is it? The Euclid lenses like flip back. The um, you know, the yeah. shit that goes over their eyes for the water. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, great though because you water. always get this this one area. They return to a bunch of times in the film. This like block storm drain that has like a shopping cart and dead dogs and all this nasty shit blocking it. And you get the POV shot of the gator as it's coming towards him. He only knows it at the last possible second. Falls backwards, gets eaten alive. So Robert Farzor, he's like investigating this after he leaves the power plant or the, the water plant, whatever you want to call it. And he's talking to like, because they, they know someone's dead. And they, they find out this guy went missing or what have you. And he talks to a guy working the sewers. He's like, well, when's the last time you saw this guy? He's like, oh, we opened up that fucking uh, sewer joint by the, uh, by the old plant there where they make the meds and shit or something. Right. And that kind of gets him to the next step. Yeah. And that's where he goes to the lab. Yeah, he goes to the lab and he's and he's questioning the guy, Arthur, the real scumbag guy who's like also 
getting married to uh, <laughs> Slade, Slade who owns the company, his daughter. Yes. Yeah. Uh, talk about Slade in a second. Yeah, we'll do it. Um, yeah, and he and Robert Forrest was asking him, like, what do you guys do here? Uh, what you just real quiet in here. All right, we cut all the larynxes when they come in. Makes him quiet. And he's like, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how do you handle the animals? Yada, yada. Basically asked him some pretty standard question. Oh, we don't, we, we don't do this. We don't do that. We, we, we were very safe. We, we're, we we're put humane. them, we put them in our crematory. We're not throwing them down into the sewer and having a giant alligator eat them and mutate into a monster. It's just like very wishy washy, and Robert Forrester yeah. is immediately like suspicious. He's like that classic, like you know, uh, uh, corporate scumbag scientist guy. I mean, I wrote Tramp in my notes. Fuck this guy. Well, yeah, <laughs> sure, you're supposed to hate him. Uh, yeah, well, clearly. So he goes to see uh, his future father-in-law. In hey, his Dean Yeager. <laughs> Sorry. How to get it out? Your methods are sloppy, and you're a poor scientist, Mister Arthur. Uh, yeah, I couldn't believe that was this guy's name, Dean Yeager. Oh man, I'm sure he's been in a ton of stuff. But yeah. my brain goes right to Ghostbusters. Oh sure, sure. Hey, Dean Yeager. Yeah, this uh, guy's also another scum. Uh, Arthur's uh, soon-to-be father-in-law. He's great because he's so disgusting. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh. you know, Arthur comes in and he's he's like he's like he's like oh, you know, the cops are sniffing around. They're they're on to us, and he's like, don't don't worry about it. We're gonna fix this motherfucker. And he's like drooling and shit. He's like white in his mouth and stuff like licking his lips and stuff anyway he calls he calls the cop he, you know he calls the chief yeah. and is basically like you know uh telling him to, to back off of of them and slade even says oh i'm not worried about the cops i'm worried about reporters yeah. and then we slam cut to this uh this press conference that robert force was kind of being forced to do from the chief mm-hmm. to explain what's going on and they and he has no clue yet and he's still putting everything together so like there's a bunch of muckrakers and shit there um in particular that guy what's his name camp camp, camp yeah Kemp's there and he's like busting his balls because there's this whole arc with forster where robert forster where like his partner was shot in this baldwin hotel killing the Baldwin incident! <laughs> I couldn't believe it. We all know about the Baldwin incident. I think that's what happened in Vampires, honestly. John Carpenter's amp- Vampires, <laughs> that might have been the Baldwin incident. He held them up with the pennies? Yeah, yeah. You, think? We'll oh, you wanna Yeah. I mean, we can just say I mean, it. Yeah, let's talk about it, because yeah, it's kind it. of a crucial plot point throughout. So, like, that whole Baldwin incident thing is a thing that, like, Robert Forster struggles with throughout the movie, because he has, like, all these bad dreams and stuff about the incident. So, later, he ends up meeting Robin Riker. And um, they have sex, and uh, which we'll get to. And uh, he tells her the whole story about how he was held up by this guy, and he made him give him his gun, and they gave him his gun, and then his partner was shot. Turns out the guy who held him up was just a roll of pennies. They took his gun and then shot his partner with his gun, and they got away. And and then he basically has that kind of survivor's guilt, and that he gets blamed for it, and no one yeah. trusts him throughout the film. No, the other so, cops. yeah, because he was working in St. Louis, and then has moved to now to Chicago. Uh, but yeah, so so that's a thing that Kemp in particular keeps bringing up in this press conference. And Robert Forrest was like, all right, I'm done. And then the chief's like kind of like from no off more, camera. No questions. No further questions. Yeah. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Uh, they, they storm off. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Robert Forrester, he's like hot under the collar about the whole thing. And the chief's like, you got to calm down. It's Don't worry about it. Just catch these people. <laughs> uh, Sidney Lassick ends up in the fucking sewage plant and they pull out his they pull out his like uh, Aloha shirt and his fucking his, his uh, leg, I think. Right. His whole leg is there. And they're like, oh, yeah, the forensics found something. We did it was cat litter in his sock. And he's like, hmm. 
Yes, yes. Because he's wearing like alligator wingtip shoes and like because of all the clothes that he was wearing before that he saw him at the pet shop in. So then they go back to like the police station and I forget what character says this. It might have been one of the cops or the guys working at where they find his body make another comment about his hair. Oh, no. Well, okay. So because I didn't think it was going to be a running joke yet. So yeah. I was just like, well, someone else commented on it. But I can't remember the exact scenario. I, I just want to mention this because he recruits uh, uh Kelly. Yeah, Kelly Perry yeah. Perry Lang, who's in an episode of Tales from the Dark Side and Monsters. So we're gonna Double get whammy. to this. Double whammy. Uh, my own place he's in, where he's like this racist tenant of this, oh and there's like this Indian guy who's a ghost trying to force him out of his apartment or spend like coexist with him in the apartment. Oh my god! And then the other one is uh, Holly's house from uh, from the Monsters series, which is great. He plays Lenny the Mailman. Lenny Weiner. Sounds pretty fun to me. Oh, it's great. It's they, they have a scene before Kelly agrees to go to work with him, though, where yeah. he's literally asking every cop in the station. One guy's like, I got too much paperwork. And he's like, what the uh, hell? What, uh, what yeah. am I going to do? Yeah, nobody wants to go into the sewer with him just to like to see what's been going on. Yeah, and I think it's part of it is also they don't trust him because of the ball went incident. It could have been that, yeah. So Kelly's like, oh, I'll go. Fuck it. Just get me some nice uh, shoes. Some, uh, some like, boots. Well, some boots because I just shined my shoes. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he recruits Kelly and then he like goes to check out and he's like, hey. And the cop behind the counter like gives him uh, uh, the masks for the methane pocket. Right. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you might have a methane pocket. And he's like, he's like, what's up with your hair? <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you get a haircut? He's like, what? And he's like, you know, you, you grow it out long, put it down, you swoop it to the side. Nobody will ever notice. Nobody. <laughs> nobody see what I'm doing? Nobody will ever notice. Right. I didn't notice until you pointed it out. Uh, yeah, and then and then some nut, some like coked out like nut walks in. He's like, "I have a bomb." Oh, I he's like, "Hi, oh, I got a I got a bomb here." He's like, "I'm gonna kill you all. I killed some guy in the sewer." In the, <laughs> yeah, I'm the sewer killer, or whatever. Like what? And they're like, "What? What's the matter, son?" He's like, "Why'd you do it? Why'd you do it?" He's like, "He's like, they told me them them people's on the radio, on the radio." Yeah, and then he gives the voices, the voices <laughs> in my head. And so, like, they're trying to play it off because they see this, like, ticking, you know, bomb as far as they Kelly, think. Kelly's ready to pull his gun out and just shoot the fucking guy he in cold blood. For it, yeah. And Robert Forge is like, Kelly? <laughs> Kelly? <laughs> so then Robert Forge was like, you know, he's play acting. Yeah. He's like, ah, you know, fuck this. I'm out of here. You guys I, figure this out. I didn't even want to be a cop anyway, so I just left. <laughs> I wanted to be a priest. They made me yeah. a cop. <laughs> <laughs> so many weird one-liners. I great. wanted a full head of hair, and then I got this. Yeah. I, and then I got hair plugs. I don't yeah. know. So then, like, you know, the guy lets his guard down for a second. And Kelly and, like, another oh, cop and yeah. Robert Force are all, like, grab him. And they literally defuse the bomb and find out it's literally a clock radio. It's, it's great. It's it, a fucking it, radio. Write this guy up. Get him out of here. And, and the funny thing is, it's fucking foreshadowing for later. And there's that, a lot of that in this movie. So that's another thing I wanted to, I mean, since we already got to one. But, yeah, like, yeah. there are so many setups and payoffs in this. And it's so satisfying. And everything works together really, really well. And it's fun and interesting mm -hmm. and, and just written really well. I mean, there's another one coming up in the next scene. They go into the sewer. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they, they're they walking through. You know, obviously the audience knows what the fuck is up. But they sure. don't. No. Um, and they're walking around. And, you know, they get to the, to the methane pocket. And Robert Forster, they put the mask on, and he makes a comment: "Hey, don't light a match, don't do it, don't create a spark, don't you know, fire a gun. It'll it'll be a massive explosion." I saw it in St. Louis, blew up the whole fucking street, kiddo. Don't yep. light a match. He's like, oh, "Okay, whatever you say, man." He's like, like, "I got chewing tobacco, dude. I don't, <laughs> I don't smoke." <laughs> so then they find, you know, the 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 alligator's fucking kill hole. Well, yes and no, or, like, or where it lives, like it's there. Yeah. 
Um, and then they're just like bullshitting. It, this is such like an abrupt like scare. It's great. They're like bullshitting around. They're walking around a corner. They're having a conversation, and this fucking thing pops out at Kelly, and he's like, he starts shooting. Oh at it. yeah. Well, first they they do have a, like a kind of a tense moment where Robert Forster doesn't know where Kelly went. Oh and, yeah, that's right. That's and right. he's like freaked the fuck out. But yeah. yeah, you're right. He pops out at Kelly. He's firing the gun, which yeah. we find out doesn't work ever in this movie. No. And they're booking it. They're book- booking it back to where they came in, and they make it to the ladder. But it's fucking stuck. They can't get out of the manhole. Well, the yeah, the manhole's closed. Oh, I just want to note one more thing. There's a yeah, great yeah. scene where Kelly pulls out the map and he's he puts oh. his flashlight in his arm, and it's I've I haven't seen it done before this. I can't recall a movie that's done it before this. Mm-hmm. I've seen I know a bunch of movies after, but like he puts this flashlight in his arm and it shines behind him, and you just catch that glimpse of the fucking gator head. That was so good. It's great. This movie yeah. uh, does an amazing job. Of, of teasing the monster. Unlike Godzilla. <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes not. It's dwarf because it's a giant lizard. Sure. Uh, but uh, great job. Like, you don't really even get a good, like, full body shot until almost an hour into the movie. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, you see it full body shot the rest of the film. But well, you get a couple stuff times. like, yeah. well, a decent amount. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you get a lot of like quick shots of the snout or like you just said in the background. Yeah. But, but yeah, the mouth comes out and they're running down the the sewer tunnel and they're trying to get out, like you said, and they can't get it open for whatever reason. So Kelly (laughs) literally eats it (laughs) and it's like, shit, here's Robert Forrest's character again. Another one of his partners that he put in direct danger and he couldn't save. Right. And he's like trying to pull the guy up. The gator comes because there's not enough room for him to like get up high enough mm-hmm. and the gator just bites his legs and drags him out into the you know into the tunnel well and robert forster literally blacks out he blacks the fuck out and then he wakes up in a hospital bed <laughs> oh alligator he turns into a were alligator oh and, and and uh jack is there and he asks him for a piece of toast no that doesn't happen imagine if it did though <laughs> yeah he's he wakes up the nurse is like yeah you kept yelling about alligators and he's immediately like throwing his clothes on he's like i gotta get i gotta get back to the station kelly's fucking gone i gotta get down there i brought this young guy down with me and he's possibly dead i gotta get down there yeah. well griffin dune is definitely in the other room next to him talking talking to david <laughs> naughton for sure it's definitely a possibility <laughs> uh so then you know the chief shows up and he says yeah you gotta rest you gotta rest and then before you can even react to that fucking kemp walks in all kemp, sly as shit kemp comes in and like just hits him where it hurts he's like oh another one of your partners died Another one of your partners died there, kiddo? And he's like, how the hell do you even know that? We don't even know. Or he basically like deflects. He's like, shut the fuck up, Kemp. (laughs) So they don't know what's going on yet. And uh, so they go out and he he tells the chief that it's an alligator. He's like, what are you, fucking, what are you, an alligator? You're crazy. (laughs) And Kemp ends up getting like the skinny from uh, one of the nurses that it was an alligator. So so Robert Forster and the chief go down to meet uh, um, Robin Riker. The step monster herself. Oh, yeah, haven't seen it. It's great. Uh, we talked about it on the episode, the Snapper episode with Jam C- John Campapiano. I know it's one that uh, is one of def- his, it's definitely one of his on the favorites. docket. One of its favorites. Uh, would love to have him on the show for that. Yes, I can't wait to talk about it. Me too, and I've never seen it. I've seen also the, I've seen, I've also seen the cover. A, also a Roger Corman production. There you go. <laughs> So, yeah, this character is Dr. Marissa Kendall, mm-hmm. and she's kind of explaining to them, because he's, like, stuck on this alligator thing, and he's talking about how big he thinks it is, 20, 30, 40 feet. He's not sure. It's gigantic is the point. Yeah. She's like, well, you know, the, lo- the longest they would ever get is maybe, like, 20 feet, and that's, like, if they're really old. In the but, wild. Yeah. She's so like, she's a herpetologist. Because she even has a snake. She's, like, uh, getting some venom out she's of it. She's milking when, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, uh, she basically says, like, that's impossible for it to live in the sewers because of all the gases that are down there, the lack of food, the lack of sunlight, yeah. like, even in captivity, they don't 
don't get that big. There's no fucking way, dude. But she doesn't know about all these dogs getting dropped in there. She and these doesn't dead know, dog, these, you know pets. these experimental testosterone hormone enhancing steroid things. Uh, as we find out later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we have an inkling with that giant dog that was a puppy a month or two back. It was bigger than 15 feet, Robin Riker. She's like, that's you're crazy, Robert yeah. Forster, you handsome motherfucker. I don't care that you have hair plugs. You're so handsome. Well, then he finds like a book. Doesn't look at the back where you can see it as an audience yeah. member that it's obviously her book. And he's like, can I borrow this? It's like about alligators. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you can have it. And he just leaves. He's like, you don't blame me. Fuck you. And he gets <laughs> the hell out of there. I wonder if that's a real book. I saw the cover. It said the last dinosaur on it. Oh, maybe that, that, that's kind of an interesting angle. Yeah. Maybe it was. Maybe just the slip cover was different to make it look like she wrote it. Yeah. Well much, like, well, much like sharks. I think they're, I think they're one of the only animals that hasn't changed much since that mm, time. Maybe period. got smaller. Maybe got smaller. Yeah. yeah. Not this one. No. So they're driving in the car together, him and the chief. And, you know, they find out that, like, it's impossible, that the alligator could be that big from Robin Riker. And, like, they're, like, making fun of her because she, likes playing with snakes or some shit. It's weird. And Robert Force is like, yeah, she plays with snakes or whatever. He's like, I didn't say she was normal. I said she had to worry on the fucking alligators there. Maybe it was a big brown snake or something, like the monster in the closet. It could have been a big brown snake. We're not sure. Yeah. Um, So then they go back to the station. And now, all of a sudden, Kemp's already got a goddamn front page article out about his other partner possibly dying. And and the other cops, again, maybe I I think I got this right. They just, they don't trust him. So they're reading it aloud. They don't give a shit. Dude, they got him good. That Kemp guy got him good. Because, like, he he dredges up the old story about the ball hotel incident. And then, like... Uh, just chalk this up to like uh you know him being a bad cop and like every partner that he partners up with is gonna die or something bad happens to them well and it's not only are they reading the article aloud but they're also in like the locker they're in the locker room yeah they put a fucking rubber alligator (laughs) in his locker yeah and and no one reacts it's it's hazing like nobody's business but it's like very low key yeah but to your point that you just said like nobody wants to do anything with this guy. They don't want to go out and like be his partner or, or work with him at all. Especially if the one guy that signed up is now dead or missing. And he's like the main guy for homicide. Yeah. In, oh in the precinct. So like I said before, you know, the nurse just spills the fucking beans <sighs> to Kemp about that, you know, Robert Forster saw an alligator and he was, and she's like, he's like, oh, he's on pills. She's like, yeah, meds, you know, he was on a bunch of pills, said something about alligators or whatever. And he's like, huh, okay. So this scumbag goes down to the sewer Makes you think of Chud. Yeah. <laughs> some kind of thing, some asshole going down that are oh, trying to prove a point. If there was ever a, a war in the MDU, I would want to see a, a Chud riding the <laughs> mutated alligator. That would be amazing. I would love that. That'd be great. And Daniel Stern's there to fight him, right? So he goes down to the sewers, and there's like a boot down there that he like props up and he's like taking pictures because he's obviously gonna like blow this up and be like, oh, an alligator, oh, alligators in the sewers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stupid. He hears a massive growl in the distance, yeah. and instead of just saying, oh, shit, maybe I should just leave, yeah. I'm going to check that yeah. out. Huh, what is that? This scene is excellent. Mm. So so the 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 gator, like, bum rushes him, and he's got his camera, mm. and, uh, oh, he sees the dog, too, one of the dogs. Yes, because everyone always ends up back in this, like, kill area with yeah. the with the blockage with the cart where, where Gutchell got killed. Right, 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 right. And, and as the gator's coming off, coming at him, he's like like death spasming and like and the and the camera's firing off but like every he drops his flashlight and everything gets dark and you see him die by the flash of the camera it's really fucking cool they just like keep going off it's really awesome so then they they find his camera of course and they're like man how the hell do you take this many pictures while being eaten alive i was like as annoying as kemp was uh, give him props yeah why not fucking porkins walks out (laughs) from is that who that is 
No, no, but like oh, okay. in hardware, Porkins plays like this creep that lives across the street and oh. like takes pictures of women through their windows and stuff. He looks uh, like him, kind of. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, so he's, uh, you know, that guy makes that comment and then the Robert- wibbly wobbly ones. Uh, Robert Forrester's like, well, you know, all he really wanted was a front page story and he got it. <laughs> You know, cut to the fucking newspaper with like, the pictures of the alligator. It's such a good, subtle joke. Yeah. Very dry humor. Like, yeah, yeah, even yeah. though it's funny, it's like the way he delivers it is yeah. very dry. Well, dude, the, yeah, he, he fucking develops the pictures and they show he shows the chief and it's just like a giant alligator mouth and then like an eye and all this shit and like him getting like eaten. And he's like, you believe me now? He's like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. There's a giant, a big alligator. <laughs> well, and, and then we have uh, Robert Forson. He's looking through that book. Kind of just you know flipping through it, and I love the, uh, the the quick visual gag of his puppy with the head inside oh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, Chinese yeah. food container. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, just feeding this dog like anything. Yeah, well, it's named Snacks. Why not? <laughs> Snacks. He gives him something ridiculous out of the fridge later. Like, Corn beef hash I'm in a like, can. Okay. Who hash? Yeah. Hey, would you like this? <laughs> there you go, kiddo. He finally he's flipping through it, and he's like, huh, huh, alligators. Okay, yeah. And he gets to the back, and he finally sees, huh, Marissa Kendall. Ah, shit. Figures. So so then he like is plotting like he's got a big map out and he's watching TV and um, now that the secrets out or the or the photos are out in the paper right. uh, Robin excuse me Robin Riker's on television and they're like there's a giant alligator in the fucking sewers of Chicago and she's like she's like it's definitely an alligator but it's not a big alligator and he turns off the fucking TV. We definitely have the whole thing, too, with all the different news reports making people panic about oh, it. Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. But if you look in the background, there's a Ramon Santiago poster. I saw that, which was kind of... Is, is there a reason behind that? So, yeah, there, it's a bigger reason than I thought. So I thought it was just like... I thought it was juxtaposition of the scene where it was like, here's the Ramon poster in the background. Here's Robin Riker's character. And that's the connection that we're going to make because Ramon was her. Spoilers. Ramon is her alligator that her dad flushed down the fucking toilet, which she never makes that realization. But we it's obvious to us. It's very obvious. It written like superbly. Yeah. But I thought it was just to do that. But it turns out that Robert Forster was friends with uh, Ramon Santiago, who was an artist. So that's why all of his there's all his posters hanging up in his apartment. And why uh, John Sayles wrote the character of the alligator to be uh, Ramon. It's I'm into that. It yeah. is. It feels a little on the nose. But when you tell me that backstory, I'm like, OK, that's actually kind of cool. It's even it's even it's like a little bit more complicated than I thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I just figured, oh, well, the gator's Ramon. Yeah, fuck it. Put it up. I thought it was just like a clever set dressing, cinema, yeah. you know, uh, story, t- visual storytelling kind of thing. Maybe it is both. In fact, I, I have to mention this specifically about like the reports that are going through because I thought it was hilarious. The mayor gets interviewed. He's like, yeah, you know, we're, we're getting everyone to look for this alligator. I called in the National Guard. We got the SWAT team. He's like, I, I spare no expense. And I'm like, all right. I know I know Jurassic Park's like a few years later, but I just that cracked me up. We're doing all we can to stop this alligator. What's some Jello, Joe? <laughs> Ice cream, maybe? What? Uh, John Hammond when he's talking to Lord oh. Dern, I don't know. <laughs> Made sense in my head. Can you see the flea? Can't you see the alligators, mommy? Can't you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. The flea circus. Yeah, flea yeah, circus. Yeah. yeah. I wanted something they could they could feel and touch, like a giant monster that'll rip them apart. So then they send this fucking SWAT team into the sewer, dude. They there's like the <laughs> oh it, oh it's a hup 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 for sure. Yeah. But they have like a whole SWAT team and like some of these dudes, some of these cops just have like rocket launchers and shit that they pull out. Okay, so they show multiple entrances, like manholes at these different yeah. SWAT and National Guard, whatever army people, 
people with, with machine guns go into yeah. and they have the big outside drainage pipe entrance where there's like 20 cop cars. Like you said, they got rocket launchers, yeah. machine guns. They got like every weapon you can think of. They, nets. Yeah, they put every they put cops stationed at like all the entrances mm -hmm. to push. They want to push the alligator to this one central spot. But then, like, Marissa even says, well, you really don't want to corner it because then it'll kind of freak out. And I'm like, that's exactly what they're doing, though. Yeah, well, she shows up. To, she's there to, like, apologize to him yeah. and be like, see, it, see if she can help at all because she's like, yeah, it was an alligator. I'm sorry or whatever. And he's like, oh, OK, don't lose, don't lose any sleep about it. And he's got the map that he was doing because it's got like a laminate on yeah. it and it's like blown up and he's got it hung up like this is kind of like the one or two square miles where it should show up. Yeah, well, into that one place where they're yeah. gonna everybody they're gonna push it to. So then here we get Robin Riker's like, oh, you know, I had an alligator when I was a kid. His name was Ramon, and then my dad flushed me out of the toilet because he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> and Robert Force is like, that's great. Shut up. Well, then we get all these. She is totally smitten by him, oh, by the way. Yeah. Like she's she's like he's so handsome. I, I, mean, I mean, he is. Handsome. It feels like a bit of a, a stereotype to me. Not necessarily in a bad way, but like she's like the nerdy scientist. Maybe doesn't get a lot of attention. They play up the whole thing. She lives with her parent or her mother. Rather, she's also younger than him. And he's like anybody younger than me is a kid. She's like, I'm not a child or I'm not a kid or whatever. I'm like, yeah, we know you're going to fuck got, her in a little while. She's got beautiful tits, Joe. <laughs> she's got She's got a great mind, beautiful tits. Uh, That's a line from the movie, by the way, yes, in case you're confused. A doctorate, and uh, she's a herpetologist, world-renowned. Yeah. So then these these guys go in. They're, like, slamming garbage cans, making as much noise as possible. Yeah. And and we basically go to, like, night. We, we see the gator moving around a bit. We see the tail moving the water, but but nothing. They, well, they don't find well, it. Well, they, they pass it. it yeah. like It's, like, hiding away from them. So they totally miss it, and they, they end up pushing nothing out and they all come together at the one spot where they all meet now the uh you you touch on the mayor so we see him like right before they they walk out and this whole this whole scene happens um it's jack carter and uh he's in an episode of tales from the dark side which we're gonna get to Man, all these dark i know side i had i saw him and i was like fuck i know that you're in it that you're in a dark side so i looked it up and he is like he plays klatsu who's an alien in this weird ass Towards the end of the series, Tales, Tales from Dark Side like takes a big decline, and we'll get there. But there's this like I Love Lucy spoof episode. Anyway, he plays this. <laughs> he plays this fucking. He plays this alien called Klatsu, and he drinks ammonia. But I call it. He calls it Moni May. Nicey, nice ice name, Moninia. Klatsu is that like a day the Earth stood still? I, I think it's or like, like Twilight a, Zone. Yeah, thing? I think it's okay. like a an alluding to that, like a like a joke. Okay. And sure. Free <laughs> there's like a button. There's like a remote that freezes their kid and they can't unfreeze him. Adam Sandler, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Ripped it off. Like that's an original idea that no one else has ever had. Click. It's actually a pretty good movie. So so uh so they miss it. So the chief's like, hey, let's get out of here. They're gonna be questioning us. There's a press conference tomorrow. Sorry we didn't show the alligator. Bye. And then this is like this is such a great scene because they're driving away. And there's these kids like playing stickball in the street, and then she's like, "Get out of the way, you fucking bastards!" And he like puts the uh, the, the siren the, on the just, siren on just top, to speed past, just to fuck with them. They're playing, they're, so they're about to play the game, and the f and the fucking alligator breaks through the street, like its head completely breaks the the street open, and it crawls out. It's awesome. Guess who's coming to get you, Joe? <laughs> and he doesn't have a machete this time. Oh no! It does. It, does is he Big Ben? It's it's Kane Hodder. Is hey, it what could be Big Ben? Is it, it is it Metal Beast? It could be the gorilla from House Two. <laughs> I don't know, but it is Kane. In theory, again, it was it's an uncredited. Is it Leatherface? 
It, any one of those. Take your pick. <laughs> Chainsaw Machete. Uh, go down a damn line. Uh, I, I don't know if he's in this scene, but I like to think it's him as this thing yeah. crashes out of the ground and starts terrorizing everybody. So, oh my God, does this freaking alligator look amazing? Not looks, to keep going back to it, that. But. It looks so good. But just real quick, I, I, I read Kane Hunter was credited on the second movie. Is he? Is he? He's uncredited I, in the first one. Again, according to Wikipedia, I okay. know we kind of can have gone back and forth on that on this show if it's accurate or not. But sure, sure. I mean, it could be very like well. Be. I just, it is. I just like to, I like to put them both out there just in case. Sure, sure. Um, and this thing starts running around the town. Oh man! So this is the first that we get. Uh, so it's a practical head that busts through the street, but then it's a miniature set. Oh. Uh, and then a real alligator crawls out of the hole. It looks great. Now, it's not a full-size alligator. This is what I was saying before. It's a juvenile alligator, so it's oh. not as big as a full-grown one, which is probably like 15 to 20 feet-ish. When you mentioned that earlier, I assumed you meant like the two babies that we see. No, 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 no. Like, it's a juvenile, meaning like it's, I don't know. So big. Six or seven feet long. I would never have known. Because if they had to build it to a, to a scale of, you mm. know... 12 or 20 or however i don't fucking know way more words i don't know how big the alligators get full grown but like it, it would have been it would have been they would have had to have bigger sets yeah so this sense. was like small you know it looks good i mean you can kind of tell they're miniature sets but like it's not bad they look amazing there's maybe one scene where it looks kind of dodgy but like for the most part it looks amazing yeah yeah uh, so this thing's like running down the street. All the kids book it. We have this one kid in particular that's like hiding in the uh, doorway, like yeah. a glass doorway, and he sees a cop come up. This cop is an idiot, by the way. <laughs> this is like reminds me of Rollhead Rex when that cop just randomly crashes his car. He's, he puts a siren on and he goes to eat. He's like going. I don't know where he's going. I guess he's going to see the alligator. But the, there's kids running down the street, so he turns off the road and just smashes into this fucking car, and it explodes. But then he's fine. <laughs> In the car. Like, it flips over, and he's like, oh, shit. But the door won't open. Right. So he crawls out the window, and this big alligator, you see, the, it's like, I love this shot, by the way. Oh, yeah, from, like, the ground? Yeah, it, it's very, uh, it reminds me of, like, uh, American Werewolf in London, you know mm. what I mean? Where, like, it's the it's the shot by the head, like, yeah. going after people, or, like, the close-up of just the head going after people. And and you're now getting that full alligator, you're seeing it in all its glory, and yeah. it chomps the shit out of uh, this guy, bites his fucking leg rips off. Rips his fucking leg off! And this little kid sees this all happen. Little Joey. He fucking runs upstairs. <laughs> he's like, Mom, Mom, the alligator. She's on the phone drinking a beer. Like, yeah, shut the fuck up. He's like, he's driving me nuts. He took my knife. Yeah, he takes a massive knife. He's like, hey, my fruit knife. <laughs> he runs out. I don't know what he thought he was going to do. The cop's already dead. Protect himself. You know, I don't know. And then, uh, you know, now people know something's bad because a gator's walking around killing the sh- people. The shit hits the fan. It exploded out of the fucking ground and ate a cop's leg. Like... There's no, it's real. And I mean, honestly, there was a giant explosion (laughs) from a car crash that could have been avoided if you weren't going 90 in a 15 mile an hour zone. So Robert Forster and Robert Riker show up and they're they're talking to the chief and he's like, it'll go for water. And he's like, what? Water? We got water all over the place. We got canals. We got rivers. We got, how about that lake over there? But I never think to fucking look in the lake until like, you know, the next day. It goes right in the lake. It literally walks right in at the next scene. Which it, then we, the light stuff kind of happens for a while Also here. looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We get like, like as the film goes on, like that's kind of the big area for like 15 minutes where they're focused on this alligator. Mm-hmm. So they interview the kid and they're like, they're like, oh, how big was it? And he's like, you know, an Eldorado. And he's like, the car? He's like, no, the refrigerator. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, the car. It was as big as a car. And she's like, it's as big as a car? And he's like, but you got to add the tail, of course. Yeah, right. The tail's got to be 10 or 15 feet. Of course. And, and this thing's damaging. 
It is always swiping at people, knocking them into stuff, yeah. uh, you know, destroying oh, stuff with it, it. It's really, they had like a, they had it on a big stick that they would like fucking swing around oh. and like hit things with. Yeah, it was great. Was it like, they had a like silicone rubber or something like that? I think it was, it was urethane rubber. Okay. I don't think we were using silicone yet. Got in you, the got you. Uh, Maybe, I don't know. Like not to that extent, maybe though. No. Okay. So, oh, so then they find a footprint after that because they're like, yeah, 30 or 40 feet. I don't know about that. <laughs> Uh, and this is like the next morning and, you know, they're like, Dead holy the lake, shit, yeah. this is a giant footprint, like dinosaur size. I, lo- I love how like Robin Riker has like little plaster on her face and stuff to like, just to let, just to let you know that she's taking a plaster cast, even though she's, we're doing that right in front yeah. of you. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we get fucking Jungle Jim showing up now. Henry, Henry Silva as uh, Colonel Brock. Colonel Brock. This big game hunter who is so up his own ass, it's his head's coming out of his neck. <laughs> um, and this is obviously a guy who's some scumbag, you know, killing elephants and lions in Africa. Yeah, he's like a, he's like the he's like the big game, you know, he's like the Craven the Hunter of this fucking universe. He's hunted- he wishes he was Craven the Hunter, for <laughs> fuck's sakes. He's hunted everything, He'd right? be riding that damn alligator at that Probably, point. Probably, right? Put, the, sit, put the, the, the bit in its mouth and uh, just run it down fucking Main Street. We'd have been better off getting fucking Steve Irwin with the way this guy works. Imagine Steve Irwin rolling ah, around. With look this. at that crocodile. <laughs> Whoa, it's a death row. Hold on. No. God, I would have loved that. Is that McConaughey? It kind of turned into it at the end. I guess I can do a McConaughey. I guess I made a liar out of myself. I, just had to, I had to start with Steve Irwin. I had to get there. Steve Googly, the alligator hunter. Uh, yeah. uh, but yeah, this guy's a scumbag because he is just... And he doesn't do anything that bad. He is just very much he's a there. Fucking douche. He's just hitting on people constantly. He's, he's like, "Yeah, who's this beautiful woman? Hey, excuse me, Robert Forster, why don't you go fuck off? This is my this is my uh, job now." Uh, I love how he's like basically, "Oh, you're a scientist. Why are you out here, lady?" And she like isn't having it. Like throws it right back in his you're face. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, but the, so then he goes to his next victim, the fucking reporter, and he's like hitting on her. He's like, "Yeah, I'll take care. There's nothing to worry about." Meanwhile. Not they don't just call that guy in. There's boats out there dropping grenades and dynamite into the water. He's talking to this reporter, and he, he's like, he's like, yeah, they make it sound like this. And you know what that is? That's an alligator baby that's calling for the mom. And and she's like, oh, really? That's so fascinating. Oh, uh, do they? What what do they sound like when they're in heat or whatever? Like when they want to mate? Do they have a mating call? And he's like, Argh. he's like, you know that the alligator is a very romantic animal. When they get fucking hot and bothered in the spring, baby, they sound like this. <sighs> Uh, again, I haven't seen this in a while, so I was fully expecting him to do that, and the thing to just come out and start <laughs> rampaging. Imagine if it r- runs up on Lane and just fucks him. Yeah, I. Oh my god. Uh, makes me think of like the Eric Andre movie. Uh, <laughs> makes me think of Link Placid. Well, yeah, yeah. So that we also get all these like vendors selling alligator shit that I, that we were joking about this earlier. Because of course, just like in Jaws, I mean, and anything else that like this that would happen. I mean, even the most recent Texas Chainsaw. That came out. They even had the whole like you know, get your own leather face uh, mask or like key, oh, chainsaw oh, keychain. Key chain. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, I love this shit. And it's like it's just like capitalism at its finest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, this guy's got a sign that says like Alexander the Alligator. And I'm like, what the? Fuck? It should have said Ramon. Well, they don't know that. Well, maybe, maybe they should legally distinct differently a- alligator yes. that they can make money a buck yes. off of. Yeah. Right. I love how this one uh, guy is. Won't like, take a bite out of your wallet, there, Sean. Oh, Want to yeah. buy this fucking plush toy of an alligator? Well, no, but we have a guy who's got a literal baby one. Probably they probably just use this baby one three times throughout the film. But I mean, why not? And, and Robert Forrester's like, eh, arrest this guy. <laughs> why? He's just being a fucking creep. <laughs> he's, ah! like, he's like, <laughs> get him on animal cruelty or something. I, I don't care. 
He's like, bust this by for being a creep. He's like, it's a check on the free enterprise system, you communist. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, kind of great. I love the guy with the with the shaking alligator. He's like, watch him wiggle, watch them shake, bring them home. They make you giggle or whatever. Oh my god! So then we go to the lab, and they're gonna they're doing a little blood work. Uh, they're checking out what what the hell is making this alligator so big. <laughs> There's this fucking scene where Robert Forster comes in, and he's like, right in the beginning, and yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. he's like, he's like, you gotta help me. He's like, I'll buy you a fucking iguana or something. If you help me. And she's like, fine, okay. So then she gets the slide under a microscope and it immediately looks weird. Is this a blood test from one of the dogs? It's gotta be. I think that makes sense. Yeah, like around like where the bite would be. Or was it from some of the shit that they found? That oh, the yeah, they found. find a pile of shit in an alley. <laughs> yeah. Either way, they're, they're, they're testing it and that's where they realize there was this hormone in it. Yeah. And that's probably what caused it to get so big. Yeah, there's like these blue things in it that, uh, that yeah, it's some kind of synthetic steroid or some shit, she says. Oh, right. And they, they just kind of hypothesize from being in the sewer. He's like, what does that do? And he's like, well, the, you know, you could say that it makes little dogs into big dogs, Sean. And then it's like... All right, we're going back to the fucking uh, the lab. Oh yeah, and then we we get, we actually get a pretty cool uh, helicopter shot. I really appreciated where they're trying to find the gator, kind of in between these scenes. Yeah, and they do pass over it, uh, but it's in the swimming pool now. It's great. It's great because like it's in the swimming pool, but there's like pool toys and some leaves Covering and it. shit. Yeah. Um, that that cutscene I mentioned, the TV uh cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in this montage. Oh, okay. Or in this part of the movie where, like, the helicopter's flying over and then, like, we cut to a backyard. And, like, the, the you know, the fence is, like, knocked down and shit like that. Right. With the little girl. So then they go to the lab, like you were saying, and they're interviewing Ar Arthur, like, hey, what the fuck? And he's like, well, that's like, we don't do that anymore. You know, it made the animals uh, hunger insatiable. What are you doing to this cow? And he's like, a calf? It's a calf. And he's like, that's one big fucking calf. He's like, yeah, well, we're growing, we're making a hormone that grows cows bigger, faster be for the short, you know, the, 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 uh, the food uh, supply is low or some shit. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about this as I was watching it. It just came back to me. I wonder if uh, the movie Tarantula had any uh, influence on this, because that movie is Maybe, like, yeah. They have, like, the bigger animals he's creating. That's what why the Tarantula gets gigantic. Well, John Sales was a big fan of, like, kaiju movies and giant monster okay. movies and stuff like that, so makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense to me, too. Yeah. Like you said, they developed, like, this uh, experimental testosterone hormone, and, like you said, yeah, it, it like, gives uh, the animals, like, this insatiable appetite. And it makes them huge. <laughs> and, and well, no, now it's a cocktail of oh, shit oh, yeah. that they've pumped into these dogs that this alligator has eaten. So it's like this weird mixture of shit that's not only made it gigantic but crazy. Yeah. And and uh, uh, insatiable. So then they, uh, you know, as soon as they're done interviewing them, Arthur runs the fucking, you know, Slade, and Slade's like, huh, okay, we'll What's have this, to take care of this. What's this cop's name? All right, he's he's done now, and he calls the fucking chief. And uh, I think he calls the mayor personally. No, he calls the chief for Does sure. He? Okay. I'm not, well, I'm, well, right. You're, maybe you're right. He calls the mayor, then the mayor calls. Because we don't know that they're in cahoots yet. Yeah, but this is the scene. Shortly that kinda, after, it kind of confirms it. Yeah, here. yeah. Uh, Forster comes in. He's like, "I got it locked, baby. It's the, it's the fucking Slade Corporation. They're pumping the shit into the fucking sewers, and it's, that's why the alligators are big." He's like, "David, you fired. <laughs> David, David, David. Independence Day, guys." <laughs> Can you make me a woman? Ma. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire, folks, come on. But, uh, yeah, so he gets fired. It's out of my hands. It's, it's out of my hands, David. I'm sorry, bye. So then, you know, on his way out, 
Robert Forrest is like, fuck this. He goes in the evidence locker and just steals the fucking alarm clock it's from so, the earlier scene. Yeah, and he, some dynamite, like a fucking stack of dynamite. And actually makes a bomb this yes. time. Yeah. So then he goes and he tells uh, Marissa about yeah. this. He's like, ah, oh, I thought I'd get canned. I feel great. <laughs> it's like, okay. So he asks him for help again. And, uh, and she's like, all right. So they go back to his apartment. Right. And she takes a shower. Oh, they go into the sewer. Excuse yeah, me. They excuse go. Me, they go me. with the guy they interviewed earlier in the film, who like was friends or coworkers yeah. with the other guy who was murdered. He's basically just like, you know, I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna find that alligator. I'm gonna kick its ass. <laughs> he does this fucking key trick that he catches. Yeah. His thing. yeah. Well, that's what they go down there, yeah. and they're they're looking around. They end up in that area we've mentioned a few times it's already. Like, yeah, the part the the place where like Gutchel was dumping the bodies and stuff. And I love how they're kind of scoping it out and. Thankfully, the gator's not there, or they'd really be up the creek. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Because uh, then they, uh, she's walking down this, like, drain pipe past, like, the rubble, and sees, like, this weird, like, plant growth in the wall. Well, it's like a, in the pipe. It's like a nest, and it's like the stash of its food that it takes I, I didn't for later. realize that was a thing. I'm pretty sure alligators. I think it is. I, mean, I, I, I didn't know that. I, and I was assume. like, oh, shit, there's, like, a half-eaten dog in there. Yeah, save that leaves. guy for later. Yeah. And that's when they're kind of like, that's when they fully are like confirming it. Like, okay, no, everything we're thinking is adding up exactly how we thought it would. Yeah. So then this, and then we actually get a scene of Slade and the mayor actually like walking and talking. So, well, yeah. So so then we so then we get to the Slade mansion and he's like setting up for fucking. <laughs> for his wedding. For his, well, for his, wedding, yeah. his daughter's wedding to Arthur. And it, you're right. The mayor's there and he's like, he's pretty shaken up about it because he wants to, um. He's like, he's like, I'm getting real nervous about this whole deal. And he's like, he's like, listen, we got four products that are being approved by the food, the FDA, right? We can't fuck that up. We can't let this story get out. And if we go down, you go down. And he's like, oh, God, you know, because he's getting gearing up for the next election and shit. Yeah. And then he goes, uh, you know, don't worry about it. You know, my future son-in-law, he's got in charge. He's my golden boy. He's my number one guy. <laughs> okay, so this is one of the scariest scenes that I can remember as a kid because this used to freak me out. And for years, I wouldn't go in a fucking pool at night because of this. I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. So these kids are having a party, like a birthday party, and it's like a costume party. So they're all dressed up like pirates and shit. And this one kid's dressed as a cowboy and they bring him outside to the pool and there's a diving board. And they're like, oh, walk the plank, matey, blah, blah, blah. And he's screaming and he doesn't want to get, uh, you know, pushed in. And mom's calling and they're like, where are you? Whatever, you know, Teddy or whatever. <laughs> she flicks on the fucking light for the pool and the pool lights come on. And there's a giant alligator in the pool. I mean, it's already fucked up enough, but the little yeah. boy sees it in there and then opens its mouth. And the kid is still pushing him. And he's like, no, stop. And he pushes him right into the alligator's mouth. It's amazing. It's I mean, not necessarily an advocate for stuff like this, yeah. but when you see it in horror movies, especially, it's like, okay, they're not fucking around no. if they're taking a kid out. The pool fills up with blood and like, it's and they, they run away. And I, I'm pretty sure that was a that was a a Lewis Teague edition because he wanted to put like a scary scene in there. That's kind of funny that yeah. that scene. I, I distinctly remember that being that TV cut yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. It's totally in the TV cut. It, it's because, an iconic yeah. scene. Yeah. That's the scene that like every everybody remembers when it blow when it blows out of the ground. The uh the pool scene and then the wedding scene. Oh yeah, those yeah. are the three big. And ones. maybe maybe the final confrontation, but yeah, those, those three you just named are, yeah. are definitely yeah. the, the key moments. Mm -hmm. Then you, we kind of have more of this blossoming romance. Yeah, they go they go back they go back to uh, his apartment or Robert Forster's apartment, yeah. and they're talking and stuff. And this is where like, he gives snacks, the fucking food, that yeah. in the can out of the fridge. <laughs> Robin Riker takes a shower. Yes, and 
you know, unlike the detective in Valentine, he's a lot more smooth with this, right? Yes. He sits down on the couch and he's like, he's like, listen, I get really anxious, you know, if I'm about to eat and I, I need to know if you're going to come back to the to the to my apartment. Are we going to fuck or what? I need to know before we go eat so I can relax while I'm eating. And she basically just kisses him. And he's like, I, I, that, that's a yes. In fact, they fuck before they, they go eating. eating. Why not? I mean, yeah, work up that appetite, yeah. baby. And that's where he drops the story about his partner and all that stuff to her. And he makes a joke, you know, oh, yeah, don't make any more jokes about my uh, hair. I'm very sensitive about it. It's pretty good. <laughs> she's touching his yeah, hair. Yeah, like, and he's, he's like, what are you doing? And, yeah, yeah. and she's like, what? And she's like, she's like, listen, he's like, listen, I got male pattern baldness. And I'm really sensitive about it. it. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I don't want you to bring it up again. That was the line. That's a yeah. great line. Yeah. Imagine like, like going into that scene. Like, can I pull on them? Yeah, they're, they're, they're plugged in. Pops oh right out. Hair plugs, hair plugs, hair plugs. The look on his face if that happened. Like, <laughs> just shave it off at that point. I, I mean, there's uh, so which much. He did gun. do later. I mean, yeah. So then we go to Colonel Buck, just kind of walking around town, just hiring some people outside a convenience store, he, like he, like a Boca or something. He walks, or bodega, excuse yeah, he me. walks out of like a bodega with like a fucking uh, bag of beer, and he recruits these three dudes just like on the street. He's like, uh, ten bucks each, and they're like, yeah, a piece. And then one guy's like, make it twenty. And he's yeah. like, all right. You gotta pay me twenty, yeah. He's like, you're the chief. So then they're going down into an alley, and uh, this made me think of Roger Rabbit, which it's been done a million times. I don't know why I thought of Roger Rabbit, but they see the fucking shadow of the alligator. Oh yeah, well it's called Booger Alley or whatever, and he's like, yeah, some some people have been hearing about like something breathing down there. Oh yeah. So he's like, all right, give me my rifle because they hear like a growl, and they go down there, and he's like, he's like, y'all have to come with me. It's part you're part of the hunting party, or whatever. And they're like, what are you fucking crazy? Going down there, just the one guy who asked for twenty bucks goes, but he's kind of keeping back a little. Not in this jungle, Mister. And they yeah. they're like, we're gonna go around. So he ends up going with the guy, or with the with the you know the Colonel uh, Brock, yeah. yeah, Brock. And we see we see the alligator like hiding in garbage, the it's, eyes opening and looking it's around. So good, this thing is like nesting in garbage. And uh, Brock walks up and he shoots it, and then you just hear him scream off camera, and then it's like this zoom in of of one of the dudes, and we go back, and it's this. It's so great because it's this giant wide shot of the alley and you see the entire alligator with Brock in his mouth and he's just like fucking ripping him around and shit. It's so good. He's like, ah! Yeah! Guy gets the fuck out of there. <laughs> he tries to help him and like shoot him, but the gun gets jammed or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, What's wrong, gun jam? Better off getting the hell out of Dodge. Oh, okay. So, so now after the fucking, now we're eating at the Chinese restaurant, yes. and it's like I, I hate when couples sit on the same side of a booth together. It only really makes sense if you're out with other people. Exactly. That's the only uh, time. The only time it's justified is when you're with another couple or other people, and you want to sit next to your wife yeah. or your girlfriend or whatever. It's just or boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, why are we sitting on? You're not only are you taking up a whole fucking booth and not sitting on the other side, which pisses me off. Like. I couldn't imagine like eating and like talking to somebody like while I'm eating Not like this. You know what I mean? I'll tell you why they did it. So they don't have to like cut too many do the, times. Do the t- yeah. yeah. No, no. Because obviously, yeah. but like people in real life do that. No. Yeah, yeah. Because then we have these two cops come in um, that, you know, just so they can keep the angle on the cops. And then I think that's what the logic no, sure, is. Sure. And they're like, because he's been fired. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Right. And they're like, oh, hey, how you doing? Like, yeah, did you hear about Brock? They just found his body mutilated in an alley. He's like, wait, what? No, I didn't. And then, uh, you know, he's got the scoop. Yeah, but- well, you scraped him off the fucking ground. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
So then Robert Forrester, I don't, I, he gets like upset about something and he, he has, I don't know if he He's gets like, upset about don't his Don't partner. try to learn me too, don't try to get to know me too fast. He's like, don't understand me too much. Yeah, yeah. And, and like totally turns her off. She gets up and like throws some money down on the table and he's like, your mother's waiting for you. Like, get out of here. Oh, yeah, because she calls her early. And was like, I got meatloaf ready on the table. <laughs> this mother character, we'll get to her shortly. She's kind of great. We finally see one of Robert Forster's nightmares, and it's and it's the uh, it's Kelly getting eaten by the the alligator, and he like yeah. wakes up out of the sleep and stuff. So like, there's another partner dead. There's a whole dimension to the character that I really like. Yeah, and then then he goes to uh, Marissa's house, and you, and you at meet like her three, mother at like three in the morning. Right? Uh, I'm expecting Joe Pesci to be walking in with uh, De Niro and Ray Liotta. <laughs> They're down the street. Uh, you know, mom's making lasagna for him after they have, you know, got Billy Bats in the trunk down oh, the yeah, road. Big time. Um, yeah, and she's making him coffee. She's like, ah, Marissa, wake up. She's a sleepyhead. My husband always used to save you. You know, sleep too much or die early. But, you know, he worked himself to death. Oh, here's some coffee. Here's a cup of coffee. Oh, oh, I found my rosary beads. I was looking for my rosary beads. Hey, did you know I have an evil eye? Is it this one or this one? And, like, uh, that, I love it. That's a great joke. But, like, and it's all funny and you think she's just, like, a fast-talking, like, funny woman. But, like... It gets real serious now. Mm. In about three seconds, we see the state of her mental health because she's like, you want some coffee? And he, she just poured him coffee. And she's like, oh, you already got some? Make yourself at home, why don't you? And it's yeah. like, oh. She's completely broken. I mean, even in that opening yeah. scene when you see her with the father, she's very, you know, or rather, he's very dismissive of her. Sure. She's kind of like lazadaical. And yeah, she's she she is just that, the definition of like a helicopter parent. Well, yeah, but I feel like Robin Riker's there taking care of her. Yes. You know what I mean? I can see that. Yeah. So then she wakes up and Robert Forrester, he's like, I apologize. She's like, for what? Just think of something and I apologize for it. She's like, all right, well, let me show you my rock collection. They go in the other room. They're on the bed making out immediately. I'm like, nice rock collection. Look, you're a herpetologist. You got a doctorate. You got beautiful tits. I'm just an asshole sometimes. And you're going to have to deal with it because you know what, Sean? Anything worth having is a problem or something. I mean, I guess he's not totally wrong. <laughs> How, this is the it's way he, trouble, you know, I, I like the way he lays this stuff on it, it. It's consistent throughout. And it's like if it was said in a different tone, like, fuck this guy. But he says it like, I don't know. It's like Robert Forrester, like tone, if that makes any sense. Robert Forrester. I can't even do a good Robert Forrester voice. It's just very it's not monotone, but it's very no. neutral. I don't know. It, it, I see what you're saying, though, like the, the, in the way which it's obviously meant to be a joke. Yes. Like, yes, to yes, her. yes. Um. And then we, so they make up or whatever and fuck with mom in the other room or something. And, uh, we, we cut back to, um, the, the chief and he's like, I don't want to talk to Madison. He's like, get me, we, we, we got to find that alligator. And he turns around and some guy, he's like, he's not in the bushes. <laughs> back in the lake. Oh, it's great. Oh yeah. Uh, cause we, uh, we, we get more people trying to get this fucking alligator. Like more speedboats, more army guys with machine guns it's and grenades. A whole, it's a whole Six Flags water show, man. <laughs> We're just Stunt missing. Show. We're just missing the uh, lethal weapon logo <laughs> because they're like gators. There, they're like shooting at it and dropping grenades in the water. At one point, a speedboat like hits the back of the alligator and launches off of it like a ramp onto the onto land. And as they're chasing it, some guy pulls a grenade and drops it in the boat. So when it hits the land, it fucking explodes. The driver's dead. Oh, it's great. Uh, a bunch of them fall in the water. One gets dragged down. Then another guy's swimming towards the boat. And he gets both of his feet basically bitten his off. Let's get bitten off. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of actors and stunt guys in this that ha are missing one leg or like don't ha or like a, or a paraplegic. I love that stuff. Like, why not? No, sure. Uh, well, it yeah. makes me think of uh, much later this this movie. It's an is. easy way to pull off the effect. Yes, uh, Spider Man Three had that. 
I don't know, a weird movie to go to, but yeah. with uh, when he has the scene where he punches Sandman, they yeah. had a guy who had, like, I think it was like a cleft hand or no hand or something like that. I like that stuff. Yeah. Uh, zombie movies do it a lot, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, now now Robert Forster and Marissa are, are driving. They're on their way to where they think the gator is. But they they come past this carnage. They get out of the car and they're, like, checking on it. Like, oh, fuck. The gator left the lake. Like, we got to get moving. Like, we're, this is about to go down, like, in a bad way. Yeah, he's like, he's like, where did it go? And the cop's like, oh, it went that way. And you're like, to the Slade Mansion. That's where it's on its way to. And I'm like, wait a second. Does this thing have, like, a revenge a, a, plot? Yeah, alligator the revenge. Uh, I'm, I'm fine with it. Either way. It, it, I think the canal just, like, went that way. Yeah, it is a little dumb. But yeah. I'm totally okay with it because this next scene is is insane. Because uh, we go the to, fucking climax of the movie. Yeah, we go to this wedding. I think it's kind of hilarious. I mean, wear whatever the fuck you want on your wedding. I don't care. But the daughter is wearing like this like really short dress and you can see like the uh, pantyhose and everything. I'm like, all right, whatever. Slade is cooking steaks on a fucking grill. And I'm like, this guy's cooking during his his daughter's wedding. And he's, and he's telling, like a millionaire. Yeah, he's telling these two idiots about like, he's like, I used to go out and I, I cut down a hickory tree and I'd soak it into water. And the mayor's there and he's going, he goes, hickory, huh? Like, he's clearly not talking to him, but he's, like, on his side. Yeah, he's trying and he's to, like, like, third wheel. He's like, yeah, whatever. And he's like, anyway, so I did the, I put on charcoal. And he's like, oh, charcoal, huh? And he's like, and then I put the steaks on the grill, and then I, it's really good. And then you just, you see, it's a great shot, like a panning shot of, like, uh, the smoke from the steaks going into, like, the bushes. Yeah. And, and, the- <laughs> and the gator's like, <laughs> it just bum rushes the people and it I, like eats a maid. Oh my god! I love though they kind of tease you with this because the whole movie you're expecting all this animal like deaths. Like, yeah. oh man, this poodle's gonna eat it. The poodle gets the fuck out of dodge. Uh, it runs away. And then yeah, like you said, it eats the maid. It's it's eat. It's kind of shitty that a lot of the people working there get killed and not all these like asshole millionaires. The help, yeah. Uh, but you know, those people get knocked in the pool. The 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 daughter gets knocked in the pool. Dad doesn't give a shit. He's just booking it. The fucking tail is swinging. People are getting smacked. It's one guy gets smacked into the wedding cake this thing is flipping tables with its head and like eating people eats arthur it sure does fuck him thank god yeah um and then uh you know like like i just said dad goes and runs away uh mr slade mr jaeger and he (laughs) he locks himself in his limo and the mayor's like come on let me in let me in and he's like fuck that he locks him out of the limo only to not drive away that was weird but whatever whatever it's just it's a weird sequence but i like it same gator comes up grabs the mayor and he's like slamming him against the limo door yeah <laughs> and then he just dies and just drops him out oh, of his mouth yeah and and the driver is like enamored like can't get his eyes off it like literally watching a train wreck yeah, and, like, and drive away yeah slay keeps saying that drive 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 <laughs> finally he puts his hands on the wheel and the gator's in front of him smashing the shit out of the windshield with the tail the gator beats the car into a fucking pancake and kills Slade and the driver in the process. There's like a bloody leg hanging outside of the door. Uh, it's 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 a scene that is burned into my brain. It's Joe. amazing because I, I don't think I've ever seen something do that either. No. You know? I, I'm into it. I uh, mean, Jurassic Park and stuff like that, but like this yeah. guy, but like the of just sitting there like smashing this car down. <laughs> It's it's great. And then, you know, of course, they're late, but then we won't get this great scene. So who cares? Robert Forrester pulls up with Marissa. And I, I like this little joke where, like, the guy who's in charge of the gate won't let him in. And then yeah. fucking Robert Forrester just pulls his, you know, service revolver yeah. on him. <laughs> okay, I'm calling the cops. Do it. Call the cops. Yeah. So they go in. They see the carnage. And, you know, they just ask someone who's running by, what the, where'd it go? Yeah. And they, they track it down to, like, uh, another sewer drain. I'm like, okay. It, it went, went home. It went back to the storm drain that they thought it would. Yeah. So, so they run back. Oh, because they say that's what it was. They're like, oh, 
it go that way when they meet those people yeah. by the boat. And it's like, it's going to go through whatever it has to to get to the drain. Right. And they knew that was the Slade Mansion. That's what So, it was. like, going through the forest, that was the Slade Mansion property to the other side, exactly. which was the Exactly. Now it makes sense. I'm sure, I'm sure John... Knew what he was doing when he wrote the scene. Yes. And I <laughs> overlooked that. <laughs> Me too. I just had to think about it for a minute. Uh, so they're, they're, they're prepared to go in there. Like Robert Forster has his fucking bomb. Fucking, they run, they, they run past, like before they leave to go do that, they run past the chief. And he's like, David, I need your help, David. Come back to the force, David. They don't even answer they don't him. Even they ignore him. They look at him. But yeah, they go, uh, him and Robin Riker go down into the sewer. And right before they go down, I just need to note this scene because it's fucking hilarious. They're going down into the sewer and there's this old guy walking across <laughs> the street with his walker, like looking at him like, hey, what are you filming a movie or something? Random extra person. I guess don't take a second take. Maybe they just thought it was funny they, and it was. And they left it and it was fine. Yeah. Old man in a robe with a walker. Why not? So yeah, he, he's the only one that goes down. Um, Marissa gets back in the car. That's right. That's right. You're right. Um, Which is important later. But he, he knows exactly what he's going to do. I mean, he's going to put the bomb by the methane, create the giant explosion, kill the alligator. Yeah. But it's this this is a, an excellent scene, too, because, like, he sees the gator, he, like, shoots it and, like, co co uh, coerces it to, kind of like, come out. And yeah. uh, I love this shot, this, like, dolly, this tracking shot. And there's, like, these, it's, like, in the sewer, and it's, like, a real alligator walking past these pillars and stuff. Okay, that was the scene I was thinking of. Is yeah. that real or not? Oh, yeah, it's awesome because that it. that was a really cool shot mm -hmm. um and yeah it's, it's chasing them which i guess that you could make some debate I, I, it's a fucking giant alligator movie it's a little unrealistic it's a stupid thing to say well, but it's like alligators can fucking move but whatever and robert forster gets to like the methane area and he's got the gas mask on and he sets a two-minute timer on the bomb well, unfortunately, the alligator hits him with his tail and knocks his gas mask off. So not only is he inhaling methane, but the visibility is shit. He can't find his flashlight. He doesn't know where the fuck he is. He climbs to get out. So yeah. he finally regains his, his footing and climbs to get out. And he goes to push the manhole up. And this fucking old woman drives over the manhole. Because she's waiting for a garbage truck to leave. Right. And this is so hilarious because Robin Riker like is driving in the car. I don't know how she finds where he's at. Maybe, well, maybe she knew where the methane oh, maybe, is, maybe. pocket is. Oh, they, they probably plotted assume. it out. I'm yeah. sure they did. So she gets out of the car and she's like, roll your window down. She's like, you gotta move. She's like, I can't, there's a garbage truck. She's like, back up. She's like, back up. What are you crazy? She's like, there's somebody underneath. And she's like, what are you talking about? Robin Riker opens the door and fucking shoves this woman to the other side of the car and pulls the car away yeah, yeah. so he can get out. With like, just a second to spare. It's like, like eight seconds left on the clock. Yeah. He gets it up, fucking jumps. He like basically dolphin dives just far <laughs> enough away to not get hit by this explosion. Something he picked up at the Baldwin Hotel, man. At the incident? Yeah, yeah the incident. Yeah. Uh, burned into the back of his brain. He saw that. When the guy ran away with the pennies, he do dolphin dove out a window. <laughs> I think it was probably Baldwin. It, we st we're still unsure. Right into a portal. Uh, yeah, probably. Out the window into a portal, <laughs> and then he's back in John Hurt's car, you know, traveling the universe, I guess. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, the gator blows up. The oh, the Brian Cranston stuffed gator explodes in a shower of gore. It looks great. Every the, the fucking manholes are popping up all over the place. I think the car with the old lady in it explodes with her in it. <laughs> the one that blows up. Yeah. Why? Fuck. You know, not, I not hope that, so. Not that that old woman did anything <laughs> wrong. To be fair, but sure, fuck it. One more casualty. <laughs> like, indirectly from the alligator? Yeah, yeah. How the hell would she know? But, yeah, it's, it's great uh, uh, action and tension here at the end. And uh, 
it kind of wraps up after. I mean, what else can you really do if you blow the fucking the, thing up? The chief comes and like half-heartedly apologizes to David, and he's here's your badge. Here's your badge, bag. I, I, you know, I always believed in you, kiddo. And he's like, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> anyway, anyway, show up on Monday. There's a lot of paperwork. For hey, this. is Robin Riker's mom doing anything later? Right, and they're like talking. We we should set them up. Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, he she does have a thing for uh, men that are balding and have high foreheads, <laughs> just like it runs in the family. Yeah, yeah. Just one more jab at his fucking hair plugs. Yeah, exactly. It ends great though because they're looking down the the manhole. I love this, like the shot's amazing. We, we did it. We killed it or whatever. And then the, and then the fireman like pulls the lid over, and then it just cuts to black and credits, and it's really excellent well it's you're, a, you're forgetting a crucial oh, oh, part oh that's right i forgot the stinger yes we get uh we do fade to black like you just said but we get that last shot so zoom in on the drain from the beginning where the alligator came out from marissa and they they, they make you wait for it like a solid 10 seconds yeah. but right before it fades to black that baby gator falls out and is looking around like sequel <laughs> we'll see it in alligator 2 yeah. mutation uh and yeah then then it just like you said credits it's great it's so good. A um, couple things. I, I didn't mention it before, but um, the alligator was supposed to be an albino alligator. And they didn't want to do it because they said it looked too fake because it was, like, you know, white colored. Uh, that would have been cool, but I could see that. But, I, but I'm glad they didn't make it albino because I think it would have killed the whole camouflage thing that they do a bunch of times in this movie. And it wouldn't have worked as well. It would have to be a different film altogether. Unless you were in the fucking snow, it wouldn't have worked. Write that idea down. <laughs> It gets transplanted, it gets flushed in it, and Antarctica oh, no. somehow survives. There's oh. there's probably an umbrella facility in there somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so where are we putting this? This is definitely on the shelf. Uh, I don't know why I hesitated. Um, I, I got minor nitpicks with this, honestly. Like, it's like little shit. Like, the romance, you know me, I'm, I'm not always crazy about that. It doesn't feel shoehorned. Uh, it, it, I don't love it, but I, I, I don't hate it either. Like, I'm kind of like, yeah, it works. Um, and then just some little like things here or there that aren't even worth like I just talked about, but it's like, I don't know. I think it's a really good movie. And if you haven't seen it somehow, uh, if you're into this kind of stuff, like definitely look it up, get that Blu-ray. Uh, you got to see this movie. Like, I, I don't know if you like giant monster movies or, or large creature kind of movies uh, with a good story, with good acting, uh, with things that make sense in the movie as it progresses. It doesn't feel like they're jumping the shark, like everything in the universe makes sense. Uh, and it's a really good ride. It's, it, it, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's a roller coaster. Like the climax kind of turns into one, I guess. But like overall, it's very even in a good way. But once that gator, you know, breaks out of the sewer, it's just all fucking bets are off, man. And I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, I like it a lot. I, it's it's uh, it's a movie I've thought about a lot over the years, even before doing this show. Uh, just just watching on TV, man. Just again, some of those scenes that you mentioned earlier that are just burned into anyone's head that's seen it, yeah, or, or seen a you know the super cut if if that's the route you want to go. The, the TV cut. Um, well, that too possibly. Either, either way, I think you're doing yourself a disservice to watch a super cut of this or just to see the kills. I think you got to watch this movie in full to really get the full effect. Oh, you mean like on YouTube? Yeah, you know, people no, do that sometimes. That. I'm just that. saying, like, if if people out there have seen that, you're yeah. doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. But uh yeah, definitely see this movie if you haven't. Uh, this is on the shelf 100 percent This is a, this is the seminal nature run amok movie. Yeah. You know, this is right up there with like Grizzly and Jaws and and uh and all the kinds of movies like that, or like Day of the Animals or something like that. It's one of the best 
I, I think it is the best giant uh, alligator slash crocodile movie. And I really like Lake Placid and I like Rogue a lot. Primeval's fine. Um, Dark Age is something that I want to cover with you at some point. Uh, but but this movie in particular hits all of those those Corman kind of B movie notes, but does them like with a, this beautiful display of of craftsmanship, right? And and the way that it's written, like John Sales' script is like fucking amazing. Mm. Like you could say that I don't I don't give a fuck that he wrote this on a plane ride or whatever. Like everything works so well, and it's it's almost genius. Um, this is how you do this kind of movie, yeah. right? It's not just about the gore. It's not just about the alligator. It's about everybody else in the film because all of the story arcs for all of these characters and the pay the setups and the payoffs and all of all of the the way that the movie plays out and how it ramps up from from the beginning. Of course, it's just it's just paced really well. Um, it's shot really well. The miniature the miniature effects in this are really good, and the pl- practical effects are really good. Everybody's on point. Robin Riker's great. Robert Forster, of course, is great. Um, the chief is great. Something. What's his name? Garanzo. I forget. I just. I forget. I, I've seen Godfather two a ton. I can't remember these. Yeah, damn I, names. I, I forget. There's He's a lot, great though. Michael Gazzo, I believe it was. My, I think it's that. Yeah. There's a lot of characters in this, and they're all kind of a big part of it. And there's a lot to keep up with. I guess is what I'm saying. Um, but um, it's a hell of a ride. It's a really fun ride. Um, and for a movie about a giant alligator transformed <laughs> and mutated from experimental steroids, it's the best. It's yeah. top tier B movie for sure. I would agree um, with that. If you haven't seen this, grab the shout Blu-ray because it's amazing. We've been waiting a long fans of the movie have been waiting a long time, but if you have slept on this or never saw it before, don't even hesitate. Just go grab it. I'm sure there's a link uh somewhere in the show notes that just go go get it. I will. Yeah. And it's uh yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. It's it's ex- it's fantastic. It's one it's it's one of my faves. Has been for a long time. <laughs> um, so what else we got coming up the rest of the month here, Joe? Oh, uh, we got some good stuff cooking. We're we're going. Uh, what what do we did? We did Batman. We got Batman Forever. So go oh check God. that out if you haven't seen that yet. The Diddler. Oh, the Diddler. Gotcha. He sure did. If you're very confused right now, you really missed a good one. Unfortunately, go yeah. Go check it out. Uh, what do we got coming up? We got Leaping Leper. We got a twofer for um for St. Patrick's Day this year. We got Leaping Leprechauns, the Moonbeam Classic with Grant Kramer from Killer Clowns. Oh my god! Um, and then we're doing a full length Leprechaun commentary track that's coming at you with Lubby, with Lubden. Oh, our favorite, got- Mr. Lubden. We got some other good stuff coming up on Patreon. We have a Rawhead Rex watch along. Yes, for Patreon. That is going to be uh amazing. That was the first episode we've ever did for the show. Five years ago, almost now at this point. Crazy. Which is insane. Um, so head over to Patreon, five or ten dollar tiers to get those commentary tracks, those watch alongs that we do live with you. We sit and we watch the movie and commentate and talk to you guys and take questions and just have fun, you know, together ha- having some beers and some laughs. It's yeah. a good time. And uh, for that two dollar tier, you also get uh we have a junk mail series where we go through uh our mail bags and you guys send us some stuff at our P.O. box, uh, which you can get in the description. Um, it's either in the description or you could find it on our YouTube channel or just, you know, look it up anywhere Movie Dumpster is. And uh, you can also get mini sods for the $2 oh, yeah. uh, tier, which we put out of the screen 1981 last yes. month. And we got a ton from last uh, De- year. <laughs> Definitely not my favorite scary movie. No. <laughs> well, you know, go go pay the $2. Find out. Ignore what we just find said. Yeah. Um, 
And on those five or tens, you get T-shirts, stickers, yes. uh, a pin, uh, air freshener. You get a bunch of goodies, too, to go along with uh, your patronage to the show as w- as well as those commentaries and watch along. Yes. Yeah. So check that out. And uh, as we always say, do us a solid. Like the video. Subscribe. Uh, you know, go on to your Apple Podcasts, your Spotify's, you know, your Stitchers, whatever you listen to the show on. Uh, give us that five stars. And if you got a few minutes... Maybe a minute. I don't know how long it takes you to write a review. Leave us one, please. And it really helps. It doesn't cost a damn dime. No. If you're watching the, if you're watching this or you're listening to this, it takes two seconds. Go write a, go write a review and rate us uh, and like us and do all that good stuff. And share it, why don't you? That'd yes. be nice, too. Tell your friends. Tell everyone. The dumpster keeps growing. We want to keep getting more people in here. <laughs> so that's it. That's Alligator from 1980, directed by Louis Teague. I'm Joel Escola. And I'm Sean O'Rourke. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. Thank you.